You ready? 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 Watch out, three, five! features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. 
Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, which can be listened to live on blogtalkradio.com slash missyae. You can also find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and just recently, as of this week, we are now on Spotify. So you can find us at either one of those sources. Uh, If you end up missing the podcast live, you can listen to it on any mobile device using one of those sources. Uh, But we have a lot to cover tonight. We have the NHL draft to go over. We have, uh, finally, Baker Mayfield has a new team. Uh, We have the next Jake Paul fight to discuss. Uh, Actually, something something big kind of happened in soccer today. And uh, the story we're going to kick off with, uh, we have an update. Uh, in regards to Vince McMahon and the WWE. So, uh, joining us tonight, we currently have Kyle and we have Lou on the line with us. And, uh, guys, we kind of discussed it uh, either last week or the week before. Vince McMahon, you know, he got himself into some hot water. And like we said... There's probably going to be more stuff to come, and it's finally starting to leak out in particular. Uh, First off, Vince McMahon, uh, obviously for anybody who uh, has not been keeping up with this story, uh, Vince McMahon had supposedly paid $3 million to uh, a paralegal, I think it was, uh, for – for sexual encounters, uh, for a sexual relationship while she was uh, employed by the WWE a couple of years ago. And apparently, apparently she was, uh, she was scared uh, if she didn't speak up. And now Johnny Ace is more than, or John Laurinaitis as people know him by uh, likely will be one of the fall guys as a result of this. However, more has leaked out as uh, the, Was- the Wall Street Journal posted a new article. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And in this new article, Vince McMahon uh, reportedly agreed to pay $12 million in hush money to four yep. different women over the course of 16 years. <coughs> Uh, so obviously the agreements that were signed prohibit them from discussing potential legal claims uh, against Vince McMahon. However, here here are the as far as, far as how it breaks down. Uh, here is basically what it looks like right now. So we know about the paralegal uh, agreement, which was for three million dollars. There's this uh, one. One of them was for seven and a half million dollars to a former wrestler 
who alleged that Vince McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex and later declined to renew her contract after she resisted subsequent sexual encounters. Uh, yep. And by the way, these these hush money payments are between 2006 and 2018. Uh Another was for $1 million to a woman who had worked as a WWE contractor and said she received unsolicited nude photos from Vince. And the third uh, in the the amount of about another million dollars to a former manager who worked under McMahon for a decade. And... We did we did some sort of digging in uh, the Whispers group in Sports Whispers, and we've kind of come to the conclusion based off of what certain uh, what what certain former divas have said following their release from the company. One of the things that was said one one of the women that uh, I shouldn't say spoke out, but. It was more like she. It was it was more like she made a general statement as to why she uh, went why she went away to a different company. Uh, in particular, yeah. it was uh, it was Christy Hemi who ended up uh, winning the first ever diva search for the WWE back in 2004. She then. She she then uh, was was with the company for about a year before she was released in 2005. So I don't think it was even a full year that she was with the company and she got released basically. Um, Probably not. Now now she had said she had said uh, the reason why that she was in Impact Wrestling was because she did not want to, or at the time it was TNA Wrestling. Uh, the reason why was because she didn't want to uh, – it, it had something to do with her morals. Like, she didn't want to break her moral code or something like that, which nobody had any idea what the hell had happened uh, in the first place. But, you know, Lou, I find it kind of odd that this is a woman who won the yeah. research – she won the Diva yeah. Search. Granted, the Diva Search contract was only for a year, but she got placed into a women's championship match at the biggest yeah. event in WWE, that being WrestleMania. Yeah. And, of course, she ended up losing. But the big thing is, is that, you know, she was placed in, the, in, in a, a huge match at the biggest event of the, of the year. Right. And then she gets and then she gets reduced to uh uh they then demoted her. Supposedly she got demoted after she refused to yes. uh to give Vince to after she refused to give Vince oral sex. She uh now this is speculatory, of course. Uh yes. but it was noted specifically that the that the one who refused oral sex then got demoted to uh, you know, down to the developmental territories, which was OVW at the time, Ohio Valley Wrestling, and oh, yeah. Christy Hemi. Christy Hemi got exactly that, and she was told that she would able to start. She would be able to start training, you know, to become a better a better wrestler. 
and she was excited and everything for it. And then all of a sudden, not too, not too long after, she was informed about her release. And, uh, yeah, let's just say that basically it, the timing seems very suspicious. The fact that WWE invested a lot into her, the fact that she was – it took her – God knows, uh, you know, less amount of time to do that <coughs> to uh, to to get up uh, to a title match compared to some other mm-hmm. women who wrestled for the company with very little experience to then being released not long after. Now, granted, this is all speculatory, Lou, but it kind of seems suspicious, don't you think, that uh, the time frame oh, matches okay. up? It starts to begin with it. I mean, the time, you know, yep. the time frame matches up. The time frame matches up. The uh, uh, the statement that she gave at the time back in 2005, 2006, kind of matches up with what's now being released now. You know, it seems kind of it se- it seems kind of odd, but yeah, I mean there's definitely there's there were other people who were who were released around that time, other uh women's wrestlers, but hers just seems to check all the boxes. Now I don't know who the other two who the other uh, two women were, uh, but regardless, Lou, uh, since this news broke out, WWE's stock went down by two percent immediately following 2%? the news. Uh. <coughs> no, it's not really. 2%. That's not really you know major. I mean, it's only two percent. I mean, they can make that up in a week. I mean, they can they can make it up within a week, but mm-hmm. the timing of when it was released of when right. the news was released, it took a while before the for the stock to start to drop, yeah, and this was on keep in mind this was on a Friday, so mm-hmm. what I'm kind of wondering, oh my God, is that a shot? I think that is Trevor Story with of course. No, that's Rob Ruffsnyder actually with a homer. That is a absolute bomb over the monster. Uh uh-huh. but anyways, but anyways, back to this though. Uh what I'm interested in, I'm interested in seeing what's gonna happen when when the market opens back up on on Monday whether or not we see WWE stock con, uh, continue to drop. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Vince has already stepped aside as uh volunteer, like for the time being as WWE CEO. And he gave the, he gave oh, well, the job nice. to his, uh, he gave the job to his sister, uh, not his sister, to his daughter, Stephanie McMahon. It kind of makes you wonder, though, Lou, with this news now coming out, and from it, so- it sounds like there's even more 
that will yet be released. I wouldn't doubt it. Could this could this have an even further effect to where maybe perhaps Vince may have to leave entirely? I wouldn't doubt it. I think I think this may be I think this may be the beginning of McMahon. You know, a story like this, you know, I mean, WWE has been through a lot with scandals, of course, over the years. But this one, you know, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, a nail in the coffin. Remember, McMahon is, you know, not that, you know, is not a young guy anymore. And, you know, some of this, you know, can really, and it's not really in the best of health either. This could really trigger off something. So I think within the given, like, maybe about a year from now or less, that uh, he's going to be um, gone. He's going to turn it over. This might be the beginning of the end, friends. Yeah, it it really might it really might be because it's yeah like more and more news is is coming out and uh, from what from what it sounds like it sounds like the talent are not too uh, receptive to the news that's coming out. Yeah, I didn't think and, so. Uh, not just that, but apparently, you know, the multiple budget cuts that are that have been done uh, throughout yeah. the uh, throughout the year, uh, the budget cuts have now put a strain on the WWE producers, which has affected the quality of the shows as well. Uh, I mean, hell, the uh, you know some of the producers who were on probationary period who were on a probationary period, like. Uh, uh, Curtis Axel, who is the son of uh, Mr. Perfect, the late Mr. Perfect, God rest his soul. Uh, oh yeah. As well as, as well as Aria Davari, two, two guys who had previously wrestled for the company, who have been used on TV as backstage producers. Uh, like usually, those are the guys that uh, not only do they help the wrestlers uh, plan out their matches. But they also how they also assist like when they have to break up fights or something that they show on TV, uh, they bring them they bring them in as sort of a filler to to basically get beat up by uh, by certain wrestlers. Uh, yeah, it's uh, this is basically some of the some of the uh movement that has been done uh due to what they call budget cuts and it, it kind of right. makes me wonder if some of the it kind of makes me wonder if some of these budget cuts were to help were in order to help with some of the hush money payments uh that Vince had to uh had to do recently and yeah. you know it kind of makes you it kind of makes you wonder too uh, WWE released. They used to. They used to be known notoriously for having some of these huge periods where they would release a shit ton of wrestlers yeah. over a certain over a certain period, like a week period, uh, a period of a week or so. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, if I recall correctly, 2005 and 2006 were perhaps one of the biggest release periods. Uh, in the history of the right. WWE. So I kind of wonder if maybe some of that money was used for one of the hush money payments. Like I said, one of the hush oh, money I payments was seven, was seven and a half million dollars. Can I get a hell yeah here? 
but the the thing that really sticks out to me though is the attitude backstage uh, as all this is going on. Vince apparently when he when he uh, when these allegations uh, first surfaced a couple of weeks back with the uh, uh, with the paralegal and whatnot. He then made he then uh, walked out on live TV uh, to say some some random shit to welcome everybody to WWE SmackDown and then he went backstage and apparently yeah. immediately as he immediately as he arrived back in the gorilla position he basically yelled out fuck them basically uh, talking about the yeah. allegations basically referencing the allegations so he's pretty much being defiant throughout this whole thing and he's acting like it's business as usual essentially acting like nothing ever happened um but uh, you know it just it really seems like there's still more that's probably going to come out from this loop yeah I mean it's when you, when, you di- when you dive into one non-disclosure agreement, that usually opens up the floodgates for a whole bunch of other non-disclosure agreements to be released. Like I know one in particular. Oh, yeah. uh, I know one in particular that may be released. Uh, apparently, John Cena, you know, one of the one of the biggest stars in WWE history. He had some sort of beef with uh, rising star Alex Riley back in the early 2010s. And this caused this beef. Uh, I don't know exactly what it, what, what it was about, but it caused Alex Riley to basically get to basically lose his push and ultimately get released from the company. And since then he has signed, uh, apparently he's been under a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, right. Throughout the uh, ever ever since then, now the non-disclosure agreement isn't specifically against uh, Vince, but apparently, or it might be against Vince, and it might be against Cena too. Uh, apparently, yeah. Vince flew up to Vancouver after after uh, SmackDown last night, where uh, John Cena was filming uh, the second season of his show Peacemaker. And supposedly, part of that was to talk about the break. non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> Let's bring on Alex. Uh, Alex, first off, welcome oh, to the show. Okay. Hey guys, sorry, um, I, was, I was on the road. Thanks, thanks. I was on the road. I just got home. Thanks for having me, Steve. At least you're safe. Hey, no pro, no problem. Uh, we've been talking. It's amazing. Discussing- I, so I live, I, I live in Fairfield, Connecticut, and I just got onto my my street cars with no lights on walking around the neighborhood oh. they're like they're like they're like raiding a, a house next door no shit pretty crazy it's yeah and it was, it's wow. funny it's a it's a it's it's a big family that randomly moved in here i, I share a duplex with a roommate um and the, these guys are always taking our parking spaces they're just real bullies so it was kind of funny i said yeah go get them they said do you know that person up there? Huh. i said yeah he's, he's always taking my parking spot please arrest him <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, well, Alex, uh, before you came on, we were discussing, uh, I don't know if you've heard about uh, 
the most recent allegations that have come out uh, about Vince McMahon and the WWE in particular, uh, there's been new non-disclosure agreements that have been uh, unearthed, unearthed uh, uh, throughout this whole, uh, this whole thing. Three extra payments uh, to three other women. Wow. As, as part of hush money. One of them in particular, I'll just uh, re- go over them again. One of them was for, this is between a period of 2006 and 2018. One okay. of the payments was for, one of the payments was for seven and a half million dollars to a former women's wrestler who alleged that Vince coerced her into giving him oral sex and later declined to renew her contract after she resisted subsequent <laughs> sexual encounters. Hey, another you, one. Another one was for $1 million to a woman who had worked as a WWE contractor and said she received unsolicited nude photos from Vince. And a third was in the amount of about a million dollars to a former manager who had worked with Vin, uh, who had worked under Vince McMahon for uh, for around a decade. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Lou much, and I, he, he's, <laughs> he's fully cooked. Yeah. We were, uh, you know, we were we were discussing uh, the type of ramifications this could have, and uh, I had mentioned that when the stock market closed on Friday, because the news was released on Friday, when the stock market closed, WWE was down by about two percent. Which, I mean, wow. technically that can be that can be, uh, you know, Big that deal. can be recovered. That could be recovered within about a week, but. I think the big question is what's going to happen when the market reopens on Monday. If yeah, WWE's stock is going to continue to drop because of this. Oh wow. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's a financial danger. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on this, Alex? Because I mean, this is this is four different women. That he's uh, that he has non-disclosure agreements that have been revealed, and who knows, there may be there may still be more that are of yet course, to tomorrow, be uh, tomorrow. There could be, be five more by there could be five more by Tuesday. So there's a lot of smoke and there's a lot of fire. So he's guilty. I don't know if you can arrest him, but he's probably banished or exiled or disgraced for life. Exile is good. Well, they they said that this is perhaps the biggest threat power in WWE since the steroid scandal when he had to go to court and everything. Much, I think this is much worse. I know we were, we had a great discussion about this a few Saturdays ago. I think it's a lot worse. Yeah. But that's that's just my two cents. Oh no, I I, I agree. I think it, I think it is definitely worse because I mean this is with multiple multiple women and who knows there may be there may be more yeah. that uh may eventually pop up because there's been you know there's been so many women that wrestling fans have wondered how come they left WWE and never came back and we've heard right. from from other 
We've heard from other wrestlers, not just men, but women also, who have said that pretty much Vince is a complete scumbag. Uh, I know Gil Kim, Gil Kim who, uh, who worked a long time with Impact Wrestling, uh, she pretty much she pretty much insinuated it. Uh, uh, Ryback, R- Ryback, who was fired uh, by the WWE after about <clears throat> after about four or five years of working with the company, uh, has been long on record in saying that Vince is a complete scumbag. Uh, of course, and that and that news yeah. would eventually leak out. About his uh, about his deeds. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what you can, what level it can get to. I mean, he should be arrested, but they can't, can't. It's probably not prosecute, uh, prosecutorial, for lack of a better ability for me to say a good word. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can hammer it. You can't, you can't legally put the guy in prison for it. But he's just got to be, he's no. got to be tarred and blackballed for life and, and exiled. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think the worst that can probably happen to him is that he'll lose his, you know, he'll be forced to step down completely from the WWE. Maybe oh. have to sell the WWE. On, on, uh, yeah, on equip- that that has to be the the least. That has to so be close. like the bottom. Yeah, it's. It, 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 right now, his daughter Stephanie McMahon is in control. It, she's the CEO of the company right now. Uh, as after Vince stepped down temporarily, what? while all this uh, gets resolved, uh, but Vince is still technically in control of WWE Creative, so he's still in charge of what actually gets put on the screen. Uh, I. <laughs> You know, I kind of wonder though if, and like like I said before you came on the air, uh, they've been going about this like like business as usual. Like there's uh, you know no changes as a result of uh, of these new uh, these new findings. But you know now it's basically the pressure is going to be on both the sponsors as well as the fans to put pressure on Vince and the company in order to, you know, in order for a change to be made. Cause otherwise, you know, Vince is probably, he probably stepped aside waiting for the heat to die down. And then he would basically, you know, uh, he would basically resume control of the company once the heat dies down off of this. But the more I think about it, you know, it's kind of like the Donald Sterling uh, thing with uh, with the Clippers. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. When when he was forced to sell, but right. at the same time, you know, I, I I'm kind of wondering, is anybody going to even want to buy the company because of the fact that you Tell know there's so much because they're associated they're associated with with Vince. And you know who's going to want to give money to a complete scumbag? Not me. No one. So, for all we know, you know we could we could potentially still see uh, like certain sponsors maybe maybe potentially drop the WWE 
maybe perhaps uh, we could see. I don't know. Maybe maybe we could see uh, certain networks potentially decide to to not renew their contracts. Goodbye, SmackDown. So I gotta I gotta walk down I gotta walk downstairs real quick. I'll be back in five minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself. Okay. Okay. So it, it you know it's it's definitely there's a lot of different things that may potentially result from this. So. Uh, we'll obviously have to uh, have to keep an eye on this. Um, yeah. Probably one plan. of the yeah, pro- probably one of the bigger news. I know we don't talk about tennis a lot, but I feel that this story is perhaps uh, quite a huge one that should be talked about. Rafael Nadal was yes, forced yes. to withdraw was, from. He was forced to withdraw from the from Wimbledon due to an abdominal tear. Yeah. Yeah. So now, technically, with the with, uh, you know with the withdrawal of uh, of Nadal, I mean that I would have to think that pretty much opens the door for Djokovic to take it all, right? Oh hell yeah! The Joker's got this. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be. An embarrassment for his opponent tomorrow. Joker's got this all wrapped up. Or I guess you can say now, the Joker is going to be wild. Oh, oh. Now, Nadal, Nadal had beaten Taylor Fritz in the quarterfinals yep. uh, this past right. Wednesday in order to advance to the uh, semifinals uh, while I believe it was Nick Kyrgios who ended up yep. – Defeating Christian Guerin to advance to the semifinals, uh, yeah. Kyrgios, Kyrgios uh, won by default because Nadal had to withdraw, and Nadal was ranked as the number two tennis player in this tournament. Of course, number one being Djokovic. Uh, Djokovic yeah. ultimately ended up beating Cameron Norrie uh, in four sets. Six, he yeah. lost the first one. He lost the first one six to two, before winning the next three six three six two six four. And right. now tomorrow the final is set between Nick Kyrgios and uh, and Djokovic, uh, which actually it's at it's at nine o'clock Eastern that uh, that yep. it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be. Uh, yep. So. The odds would have, the odds should probably be with Djokovic, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, only a, only a, a nit was there's nothing but the game with that guy, you know, with that guy over over the Joker. I mean, the Joker's got this all wrapped up. He is heavily favored. Yeah, and he actually uh, with the, with a win, he would have his twenty first Grand Slam. Yeah, for uh, for his career. So, yep. uh, Kyrgios, Kyrgios, meanwhile, is seeking his first Grand Slam victory. Mm. But uh, you know, I I kind of figured, you know, with it being Wimbledon, that's pretty huge news for uh, for Rafael Nadal to to uh, to have mm. to to have to. Uh, uh, step out because he was probably the biggest 
the biggest opponent potentially for Djokovic. So, but uh, unfortunately, tennis fans are robbed of another potential, uh, you know, another potential glor- uh, glorious matchup. Yeah, uh, I was a that myself. Over in boxing news, uh, the of course uh, everybody knows the problem child known as Jake Paul, uh, undefeated at five and zero. He was set. He was set to face the the brother of Tyson Fury, uh, heavyweight yeah. champion uh, Tommy Fury. However, Fury was unable to get into the USA due to apparent ties with a mob boss, which prevents him from be from stepping foot within within the United States supposedly. Now, uh they tried to get Jake Paul to agree to meet on a neutral territory uh where neither side would be favored. Um Jake Paul wasn't having any of it. So instead, right. uh an agreement was made between uh, Jake Paul and Hasim Rahman Jr., the son of former pro boxer Hasim Rahman, who is most known for oh, knocking yeah. out Lennox Lewis. Uh, and this actually yeah, will probably be this actually will probably be Jake Paul's first legitimate test against an actual boxer, as uh, Rahman Jr. is twelve and one with six knockouts in his early career. And, you know, Jake Paul has made it well known. I, you know, he he almost seems like he wants to relish in the fact that if he beats Raman Jr., even though Raman Jr. has the power advantage, the speed advantage, basically uh, the height advantage, every single advantage uh, that you can think of. Uh, I mean, this is this is legitimately Jake Paul's first real test against an actual right. boxer. After five fights, so what do you what do you think his chances are, Lou? Uh, considering how how he's uh, started off his career early on. Well, this is his first legitimate fight, so I don't think there's going to be you know. I think the odds are really against him. I mean, he fought you know a couple of scrub matches. Like you're saying, though, those fights were not legit. Yeah, by whatever the case may be. So this is only his first time. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see him, if he got a major ass whooping, you know, because he's now he's going up against, you know, he's going against men, not these uh, scrub matches that are like more like for, uh, you know, training in the gym. This is, you know, the real stuff. So, uh, I don't know. We'll just see how, you know, if he's worth all the hype. Because if he gets, you know, his ass kicked, you know, Jake Paul is just going to be, you know, going from an inner sensation to a bust in the ring. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, that, if, it, if it came to that. You know, we heard so right. much about him through all his adventures and whatever the hell it was, and now he thinks, you know, well, I'm going to go prove it. I'm going to be the Ricky Bobby of the boxing world. Like, no, like, like that. Screw you, first of all. But that's my only input, the Ricky Bobby, the stock, you know, I'm an ad living here. But I don't I don't really see this, you know, coming in, you know, for a victory for him at all. I, I just see a really knockout for Jake Paul. Well, too bad. Maybe he better get one of his brother. Half brother, whatever it is. So, uh, you know, be prepared to get your ass kicked. <laughs> it's true. True. What are your thoughts on this, Alex? Uh, Jake Paul, 
you know, he really hasn't fought anybody, uh, any legitimate boxers. I mean, the closest uh, he came to fighting a legitimate boxer was uh, was Ty, uh, Tyrone Woodley, uh, former UFC yeah. welterweight champion, uh, who, you know, many would argue Tyrone Woodley beat him in their first matchup, uh, which Jake ended up winning by split decision. And then he knocked out Tyrone Woodley in their rematch uh, in the sixth round of, uh, of a scheduled eight-round uh, fight. So now he's facing Hasim Rahman Jr., uh, who has a 12-1 record, six of, them, six of the wins by knockout. How do you feel uh, Jake Paul may potentially fare in his first legitimate test as a uh, professional boxer, uh, the guy's got a huge, uh, huge mouth. I'm not a big fan of his, so I'm eager to see him uh, meet meet his maker. I want him to see. I want someone to knock him out. I'm definitely eager. To, trust me, I was I was praying that Tyrone Woodley uh, would be able to have done it the first matchup. Then sure. after he he almost did knock out Jake Paul in that first fight. I mean he yeah. landed a flush shot that it was only I'll put it this way uh, the ropes saved Jake Paul from falling out of the boxing ring. Oh man, I gotta I gotta see the highlights of that. Yeah, I don't I don't care for Jake Paul at all. He you sure like you really, do? He's a rude uh, he's a rude prick from what I can gather. Yeah, Ty- Tyrone Woodley hit him with an absolute flush shot in their first matchup, and it literally looked like Paul was about to be sent towards the uh, towards the outside if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the rope uh, being there. Instead of, instead of getting saved by the bell, he got saved by the ropes. Yeah, essentially, he got saved by the ropes <laughs> because uh, otherwise he would have been sent directly right to the mat. If it wasn't yeah, it would have been, been sent to Kingdom Come. Yeah, someone's got to take that guy out. I'm not a very violent person, but I will be people piss me off. I I have no I have no problem seeing uh, jerks get beat up. Yeah, I mean this is this is a dude who thinks he who thinks he's so he's so big in the boxing world. He knocked out or wait, yeah, he he knocked out the. He's what? He's got such bravado. He's so cocky and such a rude person. Yeah. I make but, I mean, fighter, this, this is a dude who knocked out a fellow YouTuber, uh, Asan Gibb. He then knocked oh, out God. a retired basketball player, Nate Robinson, which, I mean, let's be honest, Nate looked like he was drunk the entire fight anyways. Uh, then he knocked then he, uh and then he knocked out uh, former mixed martial artist Ben Askren, which, let's face it, Ben Askren, A, that fight kind of looked like it was fixed, and B, uh, Askren isn't known to be a puncher anyways, so he's more of a grappler. Uh, I, I think Ben Affleck is tougher than that guy. Yeah, and and then, I think he of is. course, he beat Tyrone Wood, and then he beat Tyrone Woodley twice, which... Uh, power-wise, Tyrone Woodley easily had the the most power out of all of his opponents so far. So this will be truly his biggest test in in a boxing ring, and 
obviously we will see, you know, what's uh, what's going to come, whether or not he's going to uh, – because, I mean, he has a huge deal with Showtime uh, in, ter- in terms of uh, of money-making. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, people love a villain. I, I don't – like, I, I'd much rather see, like, a Mike Tyson who's, just, like, a badass. This guy's, like, a big, uh, big tough guy. Yeah, it's – you know, the, the thing that I hate is the fact that he seems it, – it kind of puts a black mark on the sport of boxing, not like not like boxing has enough black marks to begin with. But, oh, of course, you know, <clears throat> it just puts a black mark on the sport of boxing, the fact that you now have YouTubers who are deciding to go fight. Uh, thinking, you know, thinking that they can, uh, you know, they put in, if they put in the same amount of training as, a, as regular professional boxers who have been probably, who have probably been training since they were kids, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, certain YouTubers think that they can, that they can uh, have success in a boxing ring. Yeah. I would not be surprised at all if Fury potential, or not Fury, if, uh, I would not be surprised at all if Jake Paul potentially gets knocked out. Because good, yeah. good. I, he I mean, is another thing, some... I, I, I don't, I don't talk politics, especially not on a sports show. But he's the type of guy. Like, since people get really upset by Trump, he loves to yell that he loves Trump. He loves to just, he loves yeah. to just piss people off. He loves to piss people off. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's. You know when when it comes when it comes to Paul, that's why they call him the problem child. You know, yeah. he has he just he can't shut up. He he basically does all this shit for clout. You know, for 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 I mean, hell, you know, I I give his uh, I give his brother Logan Paul more credit. You know, uh, granted, Logan. He had a exhibition bout against uh, Floyd Mayweather, but he at least was, you know, respectful and everything towards Floyd. Uh, granted, he's only had two bouts, actually. He had one against KSI, and, and he had an exhibition bout against Floyd Mayweather, uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. He at least was very respectful towards Floyd. You know, yeah. if I if if I'm looking at uh, if I'm looking at, at at Jake Paul against Floyd, I I guarantee you Jake would probably would probably be so completely disrespectful. Of course, of course, yeah. He, no, he. That's another thing. Like he refuses to show any respect. Yes. Well, I think he I think he may show respect as he's looking up at the lights potentially. Cuz I mean, this well, dude he's facing six he, he, he's six out of his 12 wins are by he's knockout. Got, he's got to get good in, in front of a lot of people and get, and shut the hell up. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing shut up. So, you know, hopefully uh, who, who knows cuz if he if he wins, that's just going to make his ego even bigger. There's certain people in life that deserve to get their bell rung, and that's that. That guy's the top of the list, right? 
Uh, this is also uh, this is also the same night that we will see uh, Amanda Serrano defend her WBC, WBO, and IBO uh, female featherweight championship belts against Brenda Carabajal. I think I said that right uh, in a ten round fight. By the way, the Jake Paul uh, Ramen Jr. fight is scheduled for eight rounds again. So uh, is that going to be again? Yeah. Huh. When is that going to be again, the date? Uh, the date will be August 6th, okay. which will be a Saturday. Okay. Next, month. Next month. And it's at Madison Square Garden, too. So here's the thing, too. They're, yeah, they're like treating it. this like it's some huge thing. They're treating this like it's Manny Pacquiao against, uh, against Floyd Mayweather Jr., Yeah, that's, uh, that's well, what they're, I just find so amazing. Obviously, you know, rate, rating sell. They want to try to blow it up and magnify it and multiply it. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I understand. I understand. Boxing wants. Uh, boxing is desperate for new stars, for new young stars. Yeah. But yes. I mean, Jake Paul, we haven't seen him fight an actual boxer until now. So, you know, this should definitely, uh, you know, this will definitely tell us why, uh, you know, where, where Jake Paul is going. If he is a legitimate boxer or if he has just been facing scrubs all this time, and then once he finally faces an actual boxer, he finally gets exposed. Uh-huh. So, we'll have to see. Uh, but moving on to the NHL draft, and oh my God, in perhaps maybe the biggest shocker, at least in my opinion, the biggest a shocker... Shot. With with Uri, with Uri Slavkovsky going to the Canadiens number one overall, everybody, everybody had Shane Wright since the beginning of this past season. Everybody had Shane Wright going first overall. And Wright dropped all the way down to number four to the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Now, granted, uh, I think what kind of gave Slavkovsky uh, the edge here is that he was playing he, – he played 31 games against men. You know, this, this wasn't uh, a young kid playing against other young kids, like his same age. This kid fought – or he played literally against men. Uh, he had 10 points, five goals, five assists in 31 games in the uh, Liga, which is Finland's top professional league. Uh, he mostly stood out, though, on the international stage, where he was named the most valuable player at the Beijing Olympics wow. after, he know scored a tournament, after he scored a mm-hmm. tournament best seven goals in seven games to help Slovakia win the bronze medal, which was its first men's Olympic hockey medal in Slovakia's history. Uh, His seven points tied for the tournament lead. 
Uh, and he led Slovakia with 24 shots on goal while averaging 15, uh, close to 16 minutes of ice time, despite being the youngest player in the tournament at the age of 17, as he only just turned 18 on March 30th. Uh, meanwhile, at the <coughs> at the IIHF World Championship. He led 8th place Slovakia with 9 points, 3 goals, 6 assists, and 27 shots on goal uh, in 8 games with an average time of about 20 and a half minutes uh, on ice. And, you know, according to, he was ranked number one uh, out of all international skaters. And I honestly think that the thing that probably put him over the top was the fact that he played against more uh, against players who more resembled NHL type players, mm-hmm. as opposed to other other kids uh, like the like the junior leagues, like the uh, the CHL, uh, the OHL, the WHL, the QMJHL, and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, it's, it's another thing, too, is that he's big and skilled enough to step right into Montreal's top six forwards and be a threat on at five-on-five play as well as on the power play. So the Canadiens, right off the bat, get an instant upgrade as a result of this. But they weren't done there. Because from there, they then they then made a little bit of a <clears throat> a little bit a little bit of a few a few different moves in order to acquire another certain player from the Chicago Blackhawks, which was Kirby Doc. Yeah. But first, first though, they sent Alexander Romanov to the New York Islanders along with pick number 98 uh, in exchange for the 13th overall pick in the first round. Uh, They then flipped that 13th overall pick as well as selection number 66 to the Blackhawks in exchange for Kirby Dock. Now Romanov this past year registered three goals and 13 points uh, while playing on the blue line for uh, the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Kirby Doc, on the other hand, nine goals and 26 points in 70 games at, at the age of 21 uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. So, uh, and, and you know, that obviously wasn't the only big move that Chicago had made uh, in the, no. in the, in the draft, which we'll get to obviously, but right now it looks like Montreal is definitely. It seems like they're kind of speeding up their rebuild. Uh, you know, they just got Slavkovsky, and now they've acquired Kirby Doc, who may, who a lot of people believe could actually flourish under new head coach Martin St. Louis. Wow, interesting. So, Lou, I want to I want to get your thoughts first on that, Lou. Uh, the Canadiens basically shocking everyone in the draft, taking Slavkovsky over right. And then they make a few moves in order to uh, snatch Kirby Doc from the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. 
Uh, what are your thoughts? What, what, what do you think this does for the Canadians uh, entering this upcoming season? Well, the Canadians have been, you know, Canadians are on the move here. I mean, they did improve from uh, the past few years. You know, they're uh, making their way to the second round and whatnot. I, I see only, you know, they only can go from here. So I wasn't really shocked by the move at all, to be honest. I mean, I think they got what they were looking for. I mean, okay, they never one picked that number four, but, you know, somewhere I think, you know, Sobowski was going was gonna to get it anyway. So I wasn't really that surprised. I thought something What are your thoughts on that, Alex? Uh, you know, Montreal, they, they had basically their pick of whoever they wanted with the first overall pick. They ended up wow. taking a guy, in, in, instead of going with the best juniors player, which was, uh, which was Shane Wright, who actually, let me get up his stat line. Uh, Shane Wright last guy, year in the Ontario like, – like like Wayne Gretzky, Lemieux, like insane uh, junior stats. Yeah, uh, in the in no. the Ontario Hockey League, he had 94 points, 32 goals, 62 assists, including 28 power play points, which is eight goals, 20 assists on the power play. So he's well, he's uh, a, in six, he's a, I already like the guy because he's a facilitator. He's obviously a great passer, which is huge. Yes. How, however. You know, he's he oh. been in the spotlight. He he had he had been in the spotlight since he was 15, when he received exceptional player status from Hockey Canada back in 2019, and then he was selected by the Kingston Frontenacs with the first pick of the 2019 OHL draft, uh, and he was also named Key of the Year in his first year as well. Uh, he led Canada in the IIHF Under-18 World Championship with 14 points, 9 goals, and 5 assists en route to a first-place finish, uh, which laid the foundation for his, for his draft season this past year. However, mm-hmm. instead of going with him, he dropped all the way to number four. Down, you know, this is a guy who was supposed to be, for, for many years, he was considered a consensus number one overall pick the last two or three years. And now he dro- he dropped all the way to number four overall for numerous reasons. Uh, and meanwhile, Montreal decided to go with the guy who had nowhere near the same amount of stats, but he played against more NHL-type players, bigger, uh, you know, more mature players. Like he was basically, uh, he was basically a minnow playing with shark. That's Debbie. Wow. Sounds really sounds so, like a ballsy player. So I mean, from 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 what you guys are uh, describing, I mean, second they didn't like him, they took someone else instead. Who's the other guy? No, no yeah, they didn't like Wright. They took uh, Uri Slavkovsky. Who uh, was ranked? He was he was ranked the number one overall in international skaters. He only had oh, okay. ten points. He only had ten points. Keep in mind, uh, you know, usually low amounts of points are normally fine for like defensemen, but this is a yeah. this is a winger. He's a he's a left winger. He had ten yeah. points, wow. five goals, five assists in thirty-one games in in the Liga League, which is Finland's top professional league. 
but where he stood out the most yeah, was on the talk? international stage. Huh. I know, well, I know. I'm like, thinking I mean, of soccer, I mean, too, for some reason. I'm still, I think, since I love you guys, you guys are so knowledgeable about hockey. I'm reading up. I'm getting a lot more knowledgeable now. But, I mean, it sounds to me, I've never obviously seen either one skate, but the the guy you described first, it sounds a lot better. Is this is this other guy, like, six foot five? Is he, like, a menace? Or, like, why wouldn't they take this uh, really savvy is, uh, passer? Is the other guy small? He is six foot He's six foot four. Um, the other guy is six foot. But that's kind of expected for a center. Because and this was, this was the Devils. Yeah. This was the, the Devils took this pick? No. Uh, the, it Canadians. was, uh, the, the, the one, yeah, the Canadians had the first overall pick. And they ended up going with Uri Slavkovsky. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, that other guy, that other guy sounds a lot. I always like a nice bruising, uh, <laughs> you know, two way, two way forward. But this uh, or whatever player, but uh, the other guy sounds a lot more dominant. I, I'm pretty, uh, pretty mystified. I'm pretty confused by that draft selection. Well, this one seems like more of a power forward, and if anything, yeah, with, yeah, yeah he played he played with men as opposed to playing with other kids of his age. Uh, however, the, the, I think the big difference here is the fact that he scored a tournament best seven goals uh, in the Beijing Olympics in 2022, uh, where he was named the most valuable player of the Beijing Olympics. And I think the, uh, that combined with the fact that he was playing a more NHL-type game against, yeah. uh, against NHL-type talent, it kind of makes me think that that may have what that may have been what put him over the edge when it comes to the Canadians taking him instead of taking uh instead of taking Shane Wright. Interesting. But I mean, he is he was ranked number one out of inter, out of all international skaters for a reason though. So. Huh. Now this this kind of pissed off the uh, Devils though because the Devils were expecting Slavkovsky yeah. to be there at number two overall, and they were they expecting take, to be able to take him. Uh, they ended up taking Simon Nemich, uh, who was a defenseman out of uh, out of Nitra uh, in a in a uh, professional Slovakian league. Uh, he was ranked as the number three international skater out of the entire draft class, and he also played against older competition uh, in yeah. the Slovakian league. Uh, he also played internationally for Slovakia uh, with one goal, five assists. Which, like I said, you know, for a defenseman, that's kind of uh, you know, that's more. Teams teams are more accepting of that coming from a defenseman rather than you know a, a forward. Sure, understood. Yeah, understood. And also uh, his six points in the eight games at the World Championship uh, are the most points ever for an 18-year-old defenseman at the IIHF World Championship. Oh, I can write it now. And uh, you'll like this, Lou, uh, with, the, with the Devils. He's a mobile right-handed shot who is a skilled stick handler 
and is effective yep. on the power play. While he is, while he's not overly aggressive offensively, he has a high hockey IQ and is strong in transition. My girlfriend will love that. And he was considered arguably the top-rated defenseman available. I see. Wow. And the good news, the good news, because of the fact that he played overseas, no, uh, no team holds his rights. So, if the Devils sign him and they decide to play him in the AHL, he can play. He can play in the AHL even at only 18 years old. Because of the fact that his rights aren't, uh, you know, overseas teams don't hold their rights. It's only uh, the OHL, the WHL, and the QMJHL that still hold rights to uh, junior players. That's the Quebec League, right? <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Canadian Hockey League. Okay, yeah, I, I thought the QMJHL. Quebec. The QMJHL, the the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, yeah. Quebec Major, yeah. I thought I knew there was a there was a reference to Quebec in there someplace. Oh, of course, through the camper quack or you know, yeah, never mind. Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, some people wondered, okay, New Jersey, you know, Shane Wright is there at number two. Why not take Shane Wright? You take a look at who yeah. New Jersey already has. I mean, you got you got to take a look at who New Jersey already has. They got Nico Heischer, they got Jack Hughes, and they got Dawson Mercer already at uh, at like center. Nico. There's there there was no yeah exactly that's the point, Lou. You know, there, there's no need for them to add another center on that no. uh, to that depth to that list of depth. So, I mean, uh, at, at that rate, you know, Shane Wright would be playing on the fourth line, which is nothing you want to see out of a uh, out of uh, a top prospect. So, yeah, yeah, you can't force a uh, younger, fast, talented, but like a, a puppy. You can't put him on a fourth line. You need to. That's got to. Be- traditionally be a checking line. Well, the good news is that's where he'll be able to – this is where uh, with him going to Seattle, Seattle, my God, they have have such a horrific team. Uh, You know, their their starter position is – yeah, they're an expansion team, but they're, you know, as far as their talent, it's kind of, uh, you know, there there are holes, basically. Yeah, and it's going to it's going to allow him to start yeah, at a pretty high at a pretty high point to where he could easily fit within the top two the top two forward line of the Seattle Kraken right from the very beginning. Oh wow! Okay. Well, so so I you mean, know, you, maybe maybe it's a, it's a good situation for him then because he can kind of grow with a with a bad team. You don't want to yeah. you can't force. I feel like a Stanley Cup playoff team right away. Yeah, I mean, first off, there there was no way that he would be on a Stanley Cup contending team to begin with because well, in order to like, in, in order to dra- yeah. in order to draft him, you have to be one of the worst teams in the league. So oh yeah, it's like like about uh, yeah. how uh, Banchero is not going to be on you know the Warriors. Obviously, the draft is built built for just that reason. You got to reward the, yeah. the worst teams best young player you gotta they're trying to even out a league so obviously the worst teams pick first 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. Some, some of the other picks, uh, Arizona, they, of course, have been a rebuilding team for God knows how many years. Uh, they took Logan Cooley over Shane Wright. Uh, Logan Cooley was the number two ranked North American skater right behind Shane Wright. I don't know why they passed up on Wright, but uh, maybe perhaps they feel that, you know, they have – well, actually, now that I think of it, they kind of have enough at the center position right now to where uh, Cooley is actually going to spend this next season playing in college. He'll play at the University of Minnesota next season. Uh, okay. But he believes that he believes he only needs one year at the collegiate level before he makes the jump to the NHL. Uh-huh. So, and plus he'll be playing, uh, he'll be competing for a spot on the United States team for the uh, World Junior Championships in 2022 and 2023. So, uh, he'll be playing against top level talent, anyways. Uh, even though he's not going to be immediately in the NHL. It kind of seems like the Coyotes here are taking more of a of a long-term approach, basically. Yeah. Which As is opposed smart. to Which rushing him in. The fans have to be patient, but patience oftentimes pays off. So, yeah, you can't rush a <laughs> prospect. No. Right. And uh, Cooley actually – uh, he had similar points. Uh, he didn't have he didn't have uh, the same amount of points. By the way, we have a tie game at Fenway now, three to three oh. in the bottom of the eighth. What's the score? What's the score? Three three three. three. Uh, it was let's see who uh, Clay Clay Holmes gave up a uh, an RBI single to Alex Verdugo, which brought in G Down. Verdugo Verdugo's done shit all year. He's finally waking up a little bit. I I was I was lucky to be on Lou's show earlier, Steve. But I was actually working. I coach I coach kids privately on you know the side job, so I didn't see the Mets. But yeah. yeah, they they I, I just turned on Facebook and looked at them. They they scored two in the oh my god! The next. Oh my I gotta god! See those, you know I gotta see those times. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my god! It's it may it may have been one of the stupidest plays I have ever seen. Apart from well, what the Red Sox that's, did last that's, night, that's, but that's, that's, the Marlins, the Marlins are kind of brain dead. The Marlins. So the here's, here's how the play went. Here, here's how the play went. Basically, the Mets. They had, uh, I think, was it runners on first and second or something, Lou? I forget. I forget exactly I what the game, it was. I don't know what you mean. But uh, they they end up hitting it back to the pitcher. The pitcher drops the ball, picks it up, throws it, overthrows it. It goes right past the first baseman, allowing <laughs> uh, allowing the game-winning run to then score. Dumbass. Wow. So, oh, so so it was tied. Wow. Okay. Still, that's yeah. It was I, it was tied Don, in extra Don, innings. Don Mattingly is so competitive. He must get paid a lot of money because he's got to be pissed off. They have no, they have no cap. They have no salary room. I mean, any good young players they have leave. What the hell, Jeter? Oh, Jeter why, why, why the fuck? Why the why the hell is Don Mattingly still in Miami, Florida, coaching a bunch of fucking little leaguers? Yeah. He's getting paid. Right. 
because he's getting paid to do so. It's actually kind of a, it's a, it's a nice vacation area. He's just kind of hanging out. Yeah. I mean, I, I guarantee you, he, you know, he's saved up, he's probably saved up enough money. He couldn't give a shit whether well, or not he, is, uh, as right. you guys know, the reason it confuses me, like you got, you guys obviously know Johnny Baseball. I mean, he's a fucking, that guy's a competitor, yeah. man. He, he's coaching like a yeah. playoff team, not that bullshit. Yeah. Right. But it, it, I mean, literally, it was one of the stupidest plays I've ever seen. And I mean, I saw I saw the play last night when Boston uh, had when Boston decided to play an infielder in the outfield. Uh, Christian Arroyo <laughs> played in the outfield, and a ball was hit his way. A ball was hit his way, and he looked up at the he looked up at the sky, saying, "Where to go?" And then it and then it fell fifty feet yeah. behind him. Like you never played baseball before. He's a fucking professional. Obviously, he played in little league or high school. He must have played a couple of innings in the outfield. He can't. He cannot act clueless. No. Yeah, it was it was flat out ridiculous. But I thought that was bad. I thought that was bad, and then I saw the I saw the Mets I saw the Mets uh, game, and I was like, oh boy. Uh, you know, it's like the pitcher. The pitcher had a wide open. All he had to do was just toss it, and he threw That's like double. a fastball. <laughs> all he had to do was toss it, and he threw like a fucking fastball to first base, and it completely, it completely went right by the first baseman. And and what was the, the game. reaction? Was the first baseman or anyone like yelling or like staring at the pitcher? Was that's embarrassing? No, it was. It uh, they were in disbelief. They were in disbelief. I'm in disbelief right now. They were in complete disbelief that they uh, that that uh, that they let that game get away. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, back to uh, did the, did the sorry on the Braves so quick on the Mets. Did the uh, did the Braves uh, finally lose, or are they still just like unstoppable? Uh, I believe they lost a little bit. I think um, oh, they're coming like a free. Let me look. Yeah. Let me look at the uh, at the standings. Let me see where they are. You know, one team. Uh, let's see, Atlanta. They, yeah, they're seven and three in their last ten. They, uh, they're on a two-game winning streak right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're they, two they, and a half not, behind not, uh, New York. Not to pull us mm-hmm. off topic, but yeah, they're just man. The Braves are scary. Lou, Lou and I were talking about it this afternoon. They're, they're, they don't lose, and the they're Mets right. need to. Keep, and the Mets need to keep winning just to stay in front. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're two and a half behind uh, New York for uh, for first place in the uh, NL East. So, and, and, and the Mets go. The Mets visit Atlanta. They get swept there. They're, I mean, once if the Braves take over first, they may never give it away, as you know. Possibly. Yeah. When is, uh, when, when's my guy Degrom coming back? Like next week, or like in a month, or what? I think he'll be after uh-huh. the All Star break. See, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I, yeah, it's such a long. It's such a long season. The Braves have a lot of time to, to win that division. It's kind of scary. 
It says here yeah. that he's expected to make. It says here he's expected to make a third rehab start for uh, for Syracuse. So Syracuse uh, for well, AAA I, for AAA no. Syracuse. If he can if he can make ten or twelve starts, then I really like the Mets' chances. But I mean, they already have Mad Max. Carrasco's pitching great. Walker's pitching great. They, they, add a, they need to add a reliever or two. And now they have, what, the richest owner, one of them. So they're going to add relief help. They need to maybe add one more bat because their, their DH is kind of a black hole. I mean, if you add, like, a Josh Bell or, like, a big bat in that DH, then suddenly you have Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil. You know what I mean? They kind of – you can't have any weak bats in a, in a playoff lineup. They're going to add a big bat coming up. Uh, jo- Josh right. Bell is the target. Josh Bell, the Nationals are bleeding money. He's a free agent. That guy's about 6'5 left. I'll, I'll bring that guy. Imagine Alonzo and Bell back to back. Yeah. Hey, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised okay. if if uh, Soto could be on the move. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the Mets just, uh, the Mets just uh, acquired the rights to his brother, as you know. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to set up. Uh, they want Soto to come to New York. I mean, think about it. That supposedly, uh, supposedly there was a deal that that would have been in place, and then it was disputed, saying, uh, "No, there's no such thing as a deal that that has been in place for a new extension." So, right. huh. it, you know, it's kind yeah. of throwing things in doubt as far as to his uh, as far as to his standing uh, within the uh, Nationals organization. Well, there's no way they. We're not talking about the Pirates or the Brewers. They have a lot of money, so yeah. Obviously, let's do the math. Let's think about this out loud. Obviously, he doesn't want to stay in Washington, so he rejected right. whatever well, he wanted. He, they can either get something for him or watch him leave in a couple of years for free. Yeah, exactly. And actually, when you look at uh, you talk about Josh Bell, uh, he is listed as the highest uh, the highest first baseman. On the market for uh, oh, he, by MLB.com. He's having his, he he didn't struggle, but he's been kind of like a 250 hitter for a couple of years. But he dude, he's having an all star season. He's hitting like 305 with like 14 home runs, 17 home runs. Right. And he's only on a one year, ten million dollar deal, which is which makes oh, him a God. reasonable option. I mean, guys, if you had a gun to your, I mean, if you had to bet fifty bucks, aren't you, you think the the Mets will get him? But the thing is, just like Soto, they're in the same division. But the Mets are going to have to probably give up like two two prospects to get him. I mean, the Nationals. Well, it helps that, that he's a rental. It helps that he's but, a rental. But the Nationals, as a as basically an inter uh, division rival, they're not looking to. They're not trying to uh, do the Mets any favors, so they're going to play hardball. Well, yeah, possibly, but they may at this point may de- at this point they may decide. Well, let's just get whatever we can get for him because who knows? He may yeah. not even sign with us anyways in the offseason. The, the Mets have an interesting system in that they're top heavy. They have three or four really good Triple A guys, Double A guys, but then they're like they're like the the cupboard's empty after that. So they got to be careful. You can't give up too much because then in a year, who knows where Bell's going to be. He probably doesn't want to be a right. full time, and Alonzo's yeah. most happy 
Polar Bear Pete is most happy uh, when he's playing first base. He doesn't want to DH either. You could probably maybe rotate them. You could switch them in and out. But, no, Alonzo wants to be on the field. And he hits better when he's not on also, the field. Also, uh, also on the market for, uh, mm-hmm. for the Nationals is Nelson Cruz, who uh, yeah, I mean, he's like, is signed. He's but yeah, good player. But he's, like, he's like as old as I am. I mean, he's, he's 40. I'm 44. Big deal. But, no, I mean. Yeah, he's forty-two. That guy literally, uh, you think he's dead? And he 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 plays better and better. I cut him off one of my fantasy teams like the first month, and now he's like, he's playing. What is he? What's what's Cruz's stats right now? He's hitting. I know he's hitting cleanup. He's doing something right. He's hitting cleanup. Yeah, eight. Uh, he's batting two forty-eight homers, forty-seven RBIs right now. He's on pace for like yeah. seventeen and up. So he's he's still got about eighty yeah. percent of his full his full yeah. skill set is probably like eighty percent. He's not he's not done yet. Oh, I, I'd add him in a yeah. second, and then he would have no no problem. Uh, you know, obviously being the full time DH. Oh yeah, no, it, he, actually they have him listed as DH. So uh, in terms of what the biggest got, name for each they, position. What if they got Bell and Cruz in a package and put Bell in a? He's played a little left field before, probably just as well or just as bad as uh, Dom Smith. I mean, you never want to hide someone, but they could they could stick him in a corner outfield spot for a year, for half a year. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And then, though, and then you know who I wouldn't rule he, out. You know he, who I wouldn't rule out though. I wouldn't rule no, out no. Andrew Benintendi. I wouldn't rule out and, Andrew oh, Benintendi we, potentially if you're looking for left field. Yeah, he's. He's uh, obviously, needless to say, he's, an, uh, he's a much different player from the aforementioned people. He's uh, athletic. He can field. He's like a uh, almost like a better version of Brandon Nemo. He would be great, but I, I think they need another power bat. They already got McNeil and these flat guys. They need like a big, big bat. I don't. Know. I'd take Ben Tenney, but I, I'd prefer one Bell, two Cruz, three Ben Tenney. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, he's known more for his glove. And honestly, you know, I would say in term, as far as Ben Benintendi goes, he's having a down year this year. I think part of that has to do with the fact that, let's face it, Kansas City as a whole just sucks entirely. But, yes. I mean, he is batting for really, average. He is really batting for up. average. Yeah, I mean, the Royals should be a lot better. They have a lot of talent. They just, they just literally do not know how to win. But right yeah. right now though Benintendi uh Benintendi three homers, thirty four RBIs, he's batting three seventeen. So uh Well you can go, you know, you he's go, batting uh, more for contact. Yeah, you could go um again though, that's a lot of contact. So you you, you already have Nemo and McNeil. They're hitting McBuck Uncle Buck's hitting McNeil six or seventh. I don't know what the fuck that is. He should be he should be like a he's a perfect second or third hitter. Uh, then yeah. you already have Nemo. Nemo is Mr. Leadoff, so he's up at one. Then you have Lindor, who's not a huge guy. I mean, I, I don't know. Ben Tenney's good, but I don't think he's a good fit. Uh, they need, like, a big, badass impact bat. Uh, <coughs> some of the other names on this list. Uh, for right field, they got Anthony Santander uh, from the Orioles, who like, like is probably going to be on the market. Yeah, Venezuelan Orioles. He's good. 
Uh, he's like a he's like a poor man's uh, Josh Bell. He's not Bell, but he's he can hit. Poor like, man's Josh Bell. But if you add that guy, I mean, again, that's not like a. I wouldn't call him a protector of like Pete Alonzo. I mean, he's he's a good no. bat, but again, I want him. If you're gonna stay ahead of Atlanta, you can't fuck around. They need to add a really good bat. Right. Uh, the other name for the outfield they have here is Brian Reynolds of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. I love him. Now he's got a little bit of both. He's he's obviously more contact, but he can. I don't know. The dimensions in Pittsburgh are weird. He he's a very smart good professional hitter, but his, his power numbers have fluctuated all over the map. Every year it's different. You know, he can hit 25, and I think he's got like three home runs this year. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I trust him to start hitting bombs in a in a... Uh, he's got 15, 15 homers, 32 RBIs this year while batting 262. Wow, I, I, stand, I, stand, yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah, I stand corrected. Then. I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, he, he needs to help it. But again, Pittsburgh... Obviously, with the Yankees series, they're finally, like, playing well, getting young and getting confident. They have a lot of kids coming up. It, that right. Reynolds, by far, out of these uh, list of names we've gone over, Reynolds would command the biggest uh, trade package, by far. And actually, uh, uh, the part of the reason why is that he signed for six. He's he signed for six and three quarter million in 2023, and he's also arbitration eligible for two years after that. So th- there's definitely a lot of team control that comes with Brian Reynolds is uh, with an acquisition of Brian Reynolds. So obviously, whoever is going to potentially get him is going to have to give up a pretty mint for it. But think about it, guys. I mean, the, the Pirates are finally playing. It's like the Orioles. Why would they suddenly give up someone they have the control under? They're actually, yeah. like, confident. And that's not good. Selling tickets, you know. why? Brian Reynolds is, like, their leader. Him and uh, uh, Hayes. I mean, I don't know I don't know how. It would take a shitload to get uh, Brian Reynolds, I think. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about it, though. It's like, it's like you have uh, – Consider him like Andrew McCutcheon. Would you want Andrew McCutcheon yeah. to be on your team that sucks for so many years, or would no, you want you. to no. get him? No. Or would you, or would you want no. to trade him at the height at the height of his trade value? Not only that, but let's not be uh, you know fruity about it. But it's true. Like think about like Reynolds. I'm sure his family. I'm sure they do community service. If he's like guys, I want to go win. Right. They might do him a favor and, and and make sure they grease the wheels and get him out of town. Right. Uh, now let's – oh, wait a minute. I don't know if this is true. Um, but think about it, guys. I'm reading – I five, five, five seconds just on the Pirates. They're finally getting good, yep. and they're, they, have more, they have a really good farm system. They're going to have, like – Reynolds is kind yeah. of their leader, I if they trade him, I mean, people are going to fucking protest. I mean, it's like they're finally getting good, and then they would move him, and he's under control. There's no excuse to, for them to move him. Their fans would be just uh, outraged, but we'll see. I don't know. Right. If, you, if, the Mets, if you're the Mets and you offer, uh, hey, take, take any three of our best five prospects. Here's a list. Pick three names. Yeah, the Pirates would probably do that. I mean, the Mets' best prospects for third base. They got Hayes there already. Pirates don't need him. But the Mets have a, the best catching prospect in the world, Alvarez. Maybe they could offer him. And they have yeah. a, a second baseman, Mauricio. So, 
Yeah, I mean, then you could have O'Neill Cruz at short, Mauricio at second, and Hayes. Hayes is kind of like their, their kind of new, younger uh, Reynolds. I don't know. If you, if you knock them out of the park with a sweetheart, sweetheart deal, maybe they don't say no. How about this yeah. one? Uh, does, does Frankie Montas finally get moved? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the A's are just great. No, the, yeah, the A's are just pitiful. Yeah. So I, I hope I know he got busted for Roy. So <laughs> Neither does that guy, but uh, we all make mistakes, yeah. whatever. But uh, he, he obviously Three. warrants. He, he, he deserves a new start somewhere because the A's are just a fucking albatross. Yeah. Fucking, uh, on, a, on an absolutely horrific team this year, he's three and nine with a three point two six ERA in seventeen Dude, starts. That's like that's like uh, Degrom times ten, like a low three ERA and yeah. three and nine. Dustin, I w- I would demand the trade. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know how Oakland got this bad. Maybe maybe it's because they lost. Uh, yeah. What's his name to uh, Toronto? I think um, the, their uh, third Ch- baseman, their star third baseman uh, that they had, Chatham. Yeah, Matt Chapman, and they lost Matt Olson. They had first and third. They had two great leaders, and they they can't fucking pay a uh, fucking Valley Parker. It's pathetic. If there's more people at high school games in that fucking stadium, it's pathetic. They should not have a team. Yeah. their owner should be kicked out the league. I mean, that's a right. disgrace. Uh, one of the other names that's been discussed as well is David Robertson of the Cubs. Uh, yeah, currently like in it. currently in this season, two and zero, a two point one zero ERA in thirty one appearances with twelve saves out of the Chicago bullpen. Yeah, he's good. Now, now he would be obviously. Uh, Diaz is a setup guy. Yeah. Obviously, he was a great he, – he likes he does well in New York, a.k.a. he was a good Yankee. So, he wouldn't be scared of pitching for the Mets, that's for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd add yeah. him. But, again, that'll probably take at least one really good – one top five prospect. So, again, if you're making these moves, if you're the Mets, you don't want to wake up next year without any of your prospects. No, but right. next year, but next year. And also, also, he has a low salary, too. Yeah, no, no, Robertson. I'm totally on board with. You can maybe even move uh, Dom Smith or someone like that, or um, I don't know. They got it. Maybe a McGill, but no, you need all all arms on deck. You need to. You can't create any starting pitchers if you're a competitive team, because um, everyone gets injured. Yeah, look at looking at the Mets. Right. Um, I'll tell you, so you, I'll tell you right now. You need seven. You need seven or eight starters for the rest of the year because Mac. And uh, Degrom could go at any moment. They could go out at any moment. Ooh, this is very interesting. Um, so apparently there has been a proposed trade. I like it between, tell me, tell me. but and we're going back to hockey here for a minute. Uh, there is cool. a proposed trade that is out there between Anaheim and Toronto. Uh, uh. Going to Toronto would be goaltender John Gibson with $1.4 million of his remaining salary retained, uh, along with Maxime Comtois, 
uh, who is a uh, who is a I think he's like a a third or fourth line uh, forward. Going okay. to Anaheim, going to Anaheim mm-hmm. would be William Nylander and defenseman Justin Hall. And this is pretty big. A team that's been trying uh, for for a team that's been trying to get consistent goaltending. Gibson yeah. has been on a team. Gibson has been on a team that has just been horrible the last couple of years, and he's basically he's basically their version of uh, of Jacob Degrom, who is who is basically wow. like an MVP on a horrible team. Yes. Yeah. He he just he he's not only worthy he deserves the new <laughs> Yeah. Now what I don't get about this though is that Nylander, mm-hmm. Let me just uh, let me just double check his stats to make sure here. Uh, they would be trading away William Nylander, who put up eighty points this past season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they're so basically they would be trading away an 80 point producer for a goaltender who has a save percentage of 90.4%, which is actually pretty good. Uh, and they would also be acquiring a forward who was on pace for 25 points this past year. Yes. Now, unless unless they decide to fill the void by signing Andre Palat, who, by the way, it sounds like uh, he is heading to free agency out of Tampa Bay because Tampa uh, negotiations haven't gone so well between Andre Palat and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it it seems like kind of a bit of a drop-off. They'd be losing such a huge point producer in order to get – a consistent goaltender. That's tough. That's tough. It's like, you know, I, I think, so I was a lacrosse player, lacrosse coach. I mean, soccer, hockey, it's kind of similar. You know why? The most important position in that sport in the planet, in, the, in your universe, in that game is goalie. So if you right. have a goalie, you, you build out that you start there. That's your backbone. That's your, that's your foundation. So if you give up a good goalie for a score, you're kind of what are you gonna start winning five to four? I'd rather win uh, two to one or one to zero. Right. And John Gibson, uh, I believe, if I recall correctly, he is he's either a former Vezina Trophy finalist or let me check. Did he actually win the Vezina? Yeah. No, he didn't win the Vezina, but he uh, he was a former Vezina Trophy finalist. And yeah, he's, he's a three-time all-star. Yeah, that's a that's a great goalie. I want that guy on my team. He has a career record of 166 and 148 with 51 overtime or shootout losses. So, and also he has a career uh, he has a career record in the playoffs of 11 and 13. But. The thing that matters the most, though, is goals against average. He has a career goals against average of 2.67 and a career save percentage of 91.5. And as far as the playoffs go, a career goals against average of 2.80 and a career save percentage of 91.2 in the playoffs. 
his his main problem has been that Anaheim just hasn't been they haven't been a consistently good team. Like they have some good years, but for the most part, he's basically been their number one starter for the past six or seven years. Mm-hmm. So obviously this, you know, this trade, this trade isn't really, it's currently rumored right now. It's not like, uh, official, but that's that's a proposed trade that is on the uh, that is on the table right now. What are your thoughts about that, Lou? About wait, repeat that again. The Le- the Leafs are looking to potentially trade away William Nylander to uh, Anaheim in exchange for in exchange in a package for John Gibson. The goaltender. Oh boy, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough one there. <coughs> I mean, but Anaheim, an eighty point, joke. an eighty point producer for like, yeah. consistent goaltending. I don't know right. how you can move a top like goalie and sleep well. If I lose a goalie, I'm thinking about it for the next five years because yeah, every. Every time my new goalie gets scored on, I'm going, shit, our old goalie could have stopped that. Aren't we all? At the same time, though, uh, Anaheim hasn't well, really been going anywhere. I mean, I mean, this past year, Anaheim was 31, 37, and 14, which was, I think it's like, I think it was like the fifth or sixth worst record in the Western Conference. This year and Stephen Lou, you guys know how it is. I mean, with sports, yeah. if you have a great goalie, your team is like fearless and like confident and cocky. But if you're looking back there and you're smashing people and fighting and almost getting killed on the ice every night, if you it, and then you have some goalie who's letting in bullshit goals, it really it, it can turn a team down downhill. Like everyone gets pissed off. Like where's where's our goalie? You need a good goalie. Oh no, he is a good goal. He is a good goalie. the The problem is, is that the defense in front of him is absolute shit, and right. well, the, he's basic, they to, and, and they have no offense. But they have to be creative. I would not start over by losing a goalie. I know, it's, it's, I know the people in charge know it's a lot more than I do. But, but uh, I, I would, I would have a real hard time sleeping if I traded a really good goalie. True. Yeah, I would probably. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the uh, kind of how I felt when Tuka Rask ended up retiring from the Boston Bruins. Yeah, like, uh, it's like it, it's like it's like the Blazers. Uh, I'm a huge Portland fan. They obviously need more help, but if you move Dame Lillard, what the fuck? I, I might as well not watch it for two years. It's like you cannot you cannot trade away too much when you need. You got to be creative. But what do you? You got to be savvy. These these GMs are all friends. Most of them, they can say, "Hey Don or Hey yeah. Jonathan, I need this guy. I got some draft capital." I mean, you can't you can't totally fucking risk your whole future by trading a goalie away. Yeah. Well, what do you think? What do you think about Portland? Uh, Damian Lillard, two years, sixty-one average annual value. I mean, I just, know, two years. I, honestly, I think it's like Steve. I was telling. I think it's I was two telling, years uh, and, and one hundred and twenty-two. I've, 
I've yeah. I've been in uh, Florida. I've been in Florida, as you know. There's a lot of there was a lot of family drama, so I like I haven't slept a lot. I haven't been researching a lot this week, so that's I honestly did not know about Dame Lillard. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard. Everyone, everyone and their brothers. Oh, like Lakers fans, Bulls. Oh man, we're gonna get Dame. I said, no, you're not. Like LeBron's flirting no, with him. Dame does not want. Dame does not want to leave Portland. They have to get good enough where he doesn't never leaves. They added Jeremy Grant, yeah, it, really good forward from the Pistons. They drafted this guy, this yeah. Canadian guy. They drafted Shaden Sharp. Is apparently he could be like the next Tristan McGrady. He's young, but uh, that guy's a He's been shut down. He's been shut down though. He has a labral tear. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I didn't. I I know. Did he play in summer league the first game on Thursday? Or I uh, I, I, yes, I really haven't did. seen anything this week. Uh, he did, I believe. Let me double check. Uh, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. He... Not, not to sound not to sound dramatic, yeah. but Laban Taylor is like probably out for the year. Yeah, he Shit. played. Uh, he played. He played in their first summer league game on Thursday night. Uh, yeah, dude, dude. They got one of my. I'm a. I'm a defensive guy from lacrosse and football. They got uh, Gary Payton, who I love. So they're Junior. they're they Jeremy Grant. Those are two awesome defenders. Uh, they obviously have Nurkic. They have one of the best young guards on the planet, Anthony Simons. That that's a good team. Um, honestly, let's be honest. Sharp was not going to really play this year, so no. it's not like it's not like, it's not like you just said they lost uh, Jeremy Grant. I mean, this is a a first year. The guy never even played at Kentucky, so he's he's raw as you can imagine. He wasn't going to really play this year. But he only he only played six minutes. Uh, keep in mind, he started. Uh, this game for the Portland Trailblazers. He only played six minutes and went one of three shooting, uh, only two points before he got taken out with the labral tear. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. He's got a world talent. It's not like you told me he, he broke his neck. I mean, obviously, you can come back from a no. labral tear. So that's not that's well, not obviously, a first yeah. check. Injuries happened. I'm really glad they drafted yeah. him. I didn't really know about him. Um, yeah. They, they were you know, all year they were when they were tanking, they were saying, "Oh, we're gonna get Al or obviously uh, their Oregon guy Gonzaga, uh, Chet Holmgren. He's he's from the Portland area. Jeremy Grant's from right. Portland too. They're they're bringing boys home. Jeremy Grant's from Portland. Um, so when they when they kind of got screwed at that seventh pick, the Lotto balls really fucked him. Um, Sharp is yeah. that kind of guy. He he could he probably is not gonna be a bust. They're saying he could be like a Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady. I'll take that any day. You guys, also start. Got Gary Payton. you guys also got Gary Payton the second as well. Yeah, we, we got Gary Payton. So starting lineup, you're going to have Simons and Lillard. And then you got Grant <laughs> and uh, Josh Hart, who I love, who is part of the C.J. McCollum trade. Josh Hart's like a great defender, three-guy, uh, glue guy. You can start Hart, Simons, a little bit small, but you can start Dame, Simons, yeah. backcourt, Hart at the three. And then you got Jeremy Grant, who's a fucking great athlete, and uh, Big Nurkic. That's a nice starting lineup. Right. And and, and you got Peyton off the. Uh, you got Peyton as a six man. By the way, uh, looks like this is probably going to be final. Uh, New York currently leads five to three yeah. over Boston in extra innings. Um. With two outs, so. I mean, it's probably no, knowing how, knowing how Boston has played this series. Yeah, it's. I think it's safe to say that this lead is uh, is safe for uh, for New York. 
Um, the estate between Boston and New York. Boston's just they're. I know you're. I mean, they're just they're hard to figure out. They 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 can be so good, and then they're so bipolar. They're just so hard to read. <laughs> yeah. That's why don't be surprised. And, don't be surprised if you see uh, if you see Xander Bogarts on the uh, market. Don't be surprised. And and JD Martinez. Yeah, so they're kind of. Oh no, I'm 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 almost certain JD Martinez will be on the market. But as you can imagine, I mean, they're kind of like there's like stuck in the middle. Like, do we sell or are we legit? I, I don't think they're legit. They're not on the pitching. No. There's yeah. there's no, no way they're not. They're gonna they're not going to beat Toronto, Boston, or sorry, Toronto, New York, or Tampa. What the hell are they doing? They may not. What? They may. They may not even beat Baltimore at this rate. Baltimore's kicking. I, the, yeah. I love. I love. I love the small teams that are finally good. I love Baltimore. I, I just read uh, an hour ago. I just read that they're they're three games below 500. I again in Florida, there was, there was a lot of shit going on. I wasn't really watching sports. They're three games under. That's like the first time in half a decade. Yeah. And they're three and a yeah. half games out of the wild card. And, and they have Adley Rushman. They have the best catching prospect in, in two decades. They have Cedric Mullins. They have Mancini. They have Santander. They have Austin Hayes as an all-star. Um, they're finally getting good pitching. The Orioles have a, have a damn good team. They honestly do. Yeah. They've won their last seven games, so including a one nothing win today. It's remarkable that they're competing. I mean, they're, they're in the belly of the beast. They're playing against monsters every weekend. I mean, they're, that's the best yeah, yeah. division in 40 years, maybe. Everyone's good in that fucking division. And they're fearless. And they're young. Yes. They're going to add more guys coming up. They could, I mean, hey, the Yankees are a lot older than the Orioles. The Orioles might, I don't know, surpass them. But I would, love, I would love to see Baltimore sneak into a wild card. You know, as much as it pains me to say it, though, I think I think the uh, the favorite for the World Series this year has to be the Yankees. It better be I, the, the way the way they're playing right now. It's they. I mean, just, just looking at uh, they have twenty five more runs than the second uh, the second highest scoring team in the league, the Dodgers have 414 runs scored. The Yankees have 439. And technically, if yeah. you count today's game, if you count today's game, they have 444 runs scored already. Uh-huh. So it's, I mean, they have a seven, a 72.6 win percentage right now at 61 and 23. I mean, Jesus, there's, I, I don't, I don't know who is going to be able to stop this New York team right now. No one I know. At the way that they're playing, I mean, maybe perhaps we could see a a battle of the subway in the World Series if the Mets can can somehow hang on and uh, and make it I'm all the way, make it all the way it. to the. Yeah, not if the Braves have anything to say about it, obviously. Um, obviously, the Dodgers are going to be there. Uh, it looks like right now San Diego may be there. Um, Milwaukee uh, right now seems like they have a, 
Milwaukee has a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a grip on the uh, NL Central. And I mean Houston Houston the AL West is pretty much you can you can shut the book on the AL West right now. Houston has that locked up. Uh yeah. The AL Central is kind of up for grabs still though. Minnesota only a three you know, despite having six more wins than Cleveland, Minnesota somehow only has a three and a half game lead over Cleveland. Despite having six more wins and one less loss. Um AL East, I mean, it's at this point the AL East, actually the AL East is like the is the most locked up division right now with New York. Yeah, uh, I would say so. Absolutely blow, absolutely blowing out everybody. Um <coughs> and you know where the way that Boston is trending right now, I would not be surprised if Boston becomes a seller at the deadline because I do not see yeah. how you Unless you add massive improvements, and I'm not talking one trade, I'm talking multiple trades. You're going to need mm-hmm. multiple trades in order to really turn this team into a potential contender again. And I'm talking mainly the pro- the main problem is pitching. You know, we have four out of the sure. four out sorry, of the last sorry, five gentlemen, starters. I, sorry, gentlemen, I I took a phone call. Sorry about that. I'm back on. All right. Okay. Got the drug dogs walking up and down the street. This is, there's like 50 cops in my neighborhood. Nuts. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Fucking uh, finding bin Laden, dude. It's crazy. Uh, you know, four, four out of yeah, the, and they're all, they're four all, they're, out of they're, the last no, five. They, 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 they don't have any lights on. They're just walking around in all black fucking camo. You can't even see them. They're just like cops walking around in backyards. Fucking nuts. It's a predominantly. It can't be good. It, it, it's a nice neighborhood. That's why it's kind of crazy. Right. Yeah, they're, they're looking for someone. I, you know, the the thing with Boston, and we were talking about the deadline earlier, it, it's Heim Bloom claims that this team is going to be a buyer, but I don't see it unless you make multiple trades, including, including mainly for pitching, because four out of our last five starters have been rookies. Oh yeah, that's our bullpen that's a big is a complete fucking you, you, mess. You can't, yeah, you can't do that. No, what uh, you're talking Boston? What uh, Hawk? They've been messing that guy up. Are you a reliever? Are you a starter? Yeah. He said, just give me the ball. He's like six five fireballer. If, if he if he yeah. had always been told what he wanted to hear, okay, we love you. You're a starter, not. Not maybe next year. He, I think mentally he got fucked up by that. Yeah, and Chris, uh, Chris Sale is now coming up from a, a rehab start where he uh, where he walked yeah. five batters against the uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Yankees uh, with an arm with an arm batters. with an arm strapped onto his body with like oh, by band aids. His arm is like falling off. Yeah. And and then later on, after he after he exited the game, uh, he then absolutely trashed uh, a, tu- a TV that was in the tunnel, that was in the tunnel okay. uh, coming out of the dugout. 
he, he basically had his David Ortiz moment when David Ortiz absolutely destroyed right. a bullpen uh, or not a bullpen, a dugout phone uh, like he did in Baltimore that one year. Instead, it wasn't a phone this time. It was a TV that Chris Sale absolutely demolished in Worcester. And now all of a sudden he's going to be starting for Boston uh, on Tuesday. And somehow that that ball went right under the glove. I do not know how New York did, uh, how New York let that get through. That is Jeter Downs. Wait, oh, that's Jeter Downs's first career hit as a major leaguer. And what a way for what a way for it to come in extra innings, no less. Figure. So not only is not only his first major league hit, it's also his first major league RBI as well. Five four. At least I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it does count as an RBI. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the Red Sox they're going to get Nate Eovaldi back. They're going to get. Uh, Chris Sale coming back on Tuesday. Who knows? It, I mean, he he couldn't he couldn't even go five innings in the in the minors on on his rehab start. So who knows what the hell they're going to get out of him? Uh, you know, the rest of this season. Uh, James Paxton supposedly is supposed to make his debut at some point uh-huh. uh, in the second half. So I mean, uh, still even with that. They have Garrett Whitlock, who's coming back, and he's suppo- he started out the year as a starter, and now all of a sudden uh, the report is when he comes back, he's going to go to the bullpen. So it's another Daniel Bard situation. What the fuck are you doing? Are you, do- are, are you going to have me as a starter, or are you going to have me as a reliever? Yeah, yeah. They, they don't know what they want to do, and they're fucking all these people up. I, I pardon my uh, Latin. But, yeah, I mean, it's like they're professionals, and, and – <laughs> they're, it's not, they're, not, they're not a high school coach, but like parents and like family members, they expect yeah, their kids to be treated right. They're, they're mistreating players. I mean, give me a break. Grow up and right. find someone to fucking lead these kids. Because uh, again, Hawk, that guy should be an all star. He doesn't even know what the, if they like yeah. him or not. He wants. I wants to leave Boston because he's getting fucked around with. Well, the thing is, Alex Cora never let him go five innings. When he was uh, when he was pitching, he's like, the best, like their best pitcher, and then after like an hour, yeah, they yeah. pull him. Like for like a month, you never see the guy again. Yeah, he uh, like last year, everybody was screaming at Cora, "Let the kid pitch a full five innings, please, right. for the love of God." Then after then after five innings, look at where look at where you are at the time and see. Okay, maybe you want maybe you want to pull him after that, but let the yeah, kid you, pitch a full you, five innings. You, you reassess. The kid's That's not kid nine. Played. The kid's not nine years old. I mean, he's pitched a lot more in his life than he has in Boston. It's pathetic. I mean, there are so many games last year that he could have been eligible for the win if they had just let him pitch the full five innings. Has he right. has he had like extensive arm injuries, or are they just being total pain? Oh, come on, you guys are joking. Well, he did have. I I did see that ball. That was a very suspect ball too. Um, what, what, uh, uh, well, congratulations, Steve. 
I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not watching anything. What happens? I am actually behind. So. Wow. That no, is uh, that. Honestly, that is surprising. Now, oh yeah. Now, well, it's a single. Tell me why Cora is uh, totally mishandling. I mean, he used to be a great coach. Did the year off. Uh, uh, I mean. The guy actually. Oh no! He made he made the ALCS last year. He has the World Series ALCS last year. I know, but he's he's got a World Series ring. He's acting like he's never fucking coached before with this guy Hawk. Yeah, you know, I don't. I think part of it might have to do with uh, what the general manager wants, possibly. You know, with Heinz. What 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 does he want to lose games? The pro the problem is I guess I guess Hauk has had a history of elbow issues, but I mean he's uh, been fine ever since ever since he got brought up to the big leagues he's been fine uh, like there's been no problems there were no problems with his usage like in terms of uh, whether or not he'd have dead arm or not like what uh, Michael Waka has right now. Uh, I mean he was fine the the amount of innings he was putting in. There was no excuse whatsoever for them to have limited him like they did last year. No, not at all. It's it's just mystifying. First, you know, so uh, you know, I, I've told you guys I play fantasy baseball. I always I, I love talk. I think he's going to be the next star pitcher. Blame it, blame it. Year, they don't know how to use him. It's fucking so. So it looks like the win goes to Jake Diekman. And the loss goes to Peralta. How about that? A Yankee fan and a Red Sox are getting along with the fans. Juan Peralta. All right, we got uh, we got JB joining us. How's it going, JB? Hey, JB. Hey, how you doing? Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing okay. JB, we've been uh, we've been doing some baseball talk, and uh, you know I got to tell you, one of your Cincinnati Reds are actually. Uh, uh, we've been talking yeah. about the trade market and everything. Uh, one of one of your Cincinnati Reds is actually on the trade market. Uh oh. So I haven't been. been it's got to be Tommy Pham or Votto. Yeah, I haven't nope, been. It's, uh, uh, it's, dr- it's Drury. He's a great okay. player. He's on pace to hit 30, yeah. 35, and he plays like three or four positions. That's a great trade chip. I don't know why the Mets and the Yankees let him go. He was in the Mets yeah. minor leaguer. He, he could be hitting fifth for the Mets right now. They they cut him. They didn't re-sign him. He's a, he's a really good ball player. Yeah, I haven't really been following up on uh, any uh, – Almost uh, anything. I haven't been following up on anything, really. Join the, join the club. I'm the now. <laughs> I've just been watching uh, uh, Tour de France. Been getting oh, nice. myself up at uh, 8 o'clock and turned on USA and watching uh, Tour de France. And, uh, oh, yeah, I heard. Yeah. I heard wasn't there wasn't there some sort of uh there was an Italian guy who ended up breaking his neck or something? Uh, 
I think that was the other day, and uh, it was in a crash, and he didn't show up. I think it was yesterday. It was a do not show, and uh, yeah, he uh, broke his neck in a uh, yeah. in a crash the other day. Yeah, Dan, uh, Daniel Oss is his name, and he collided. He collided with a fan, uh, a fan who was trying to get video of uh, of the uh, are you, are you of the bikers. Yeah, yeah, it's on TMZ and everything. Uh, a fan was yeah, a fan was I've, trying to get a uh, a fan was trying to get a video of them coming down the way, and the uh, he ended up he, the uh, the uh, the Italian man ended up uh, da- Daniel Oss ended up colliding with the fan because she was basically in the way in the way and and, and correct me if I'm wrong but if you're in that race you're a badass that guy was probably going about forty forty five miles an hour. Oh yeah, probably. So is that is that Vano? So the 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 biker broke his neck. Oh my god. Yep. 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 In the collision. Yeah. You know, it, and what? And you know what he's gonna do? Like me and you and our brother would. He's gonna sue that lady to shit. He's gonna sue that man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that you can make five million off that. This a lawsuit. Yeah, you. I mean, technically, she did step on the. Uh, she did step on the on the track. Oh, oh, uh, she had one foot. She had one foot on the. She had one foot on the uh, on the biking path. I know it's yep. not. I, I'm not an ambulance chaser. I'm not like a. I'm not like Mr. Attorney. But think about him and his. Or if he has a wife or kids, they're gonna say, "Okay, you just you just stop." Uh, our guy's career, like he's losing money right now, being in the hospital. So someone right. owes him a lot of money. Someone owes him yeah. a lot of money. Right. It was about two or three years ago that there was a fan that held a uh, a sign, and it was in the way of uh, one of the uh, riders, and he collided in with the sign. Luckily. That particular incident, I think it might have involved maybe two or three other riders, but it wasn't really, oh, how can you say it? It wasn't really a serious crash, but it was a crash that was, you know, it, it made you raise your eyebrows and think, what in the hell is uh, you know was this person thinking? And well, it's you know a what's lot... amazing though. You know what's amazing what's though is the fact that he broke he broke his neck, but yet he was still able to cross the finish line for the uh, for yeah, the remainder of that day. Yeah. Amazing. That's sad. And. and Trust me, guys. I, I'm no angel. I mean, obviously the girl, she didn't want to do anything wrong, but that's that's fucking terrible, and someone's got to pay for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, definitely. Because because fans aren't fans can be on the sideline, but they're not supposed to step foot on the even if it's no, one foot. 
that that makes <laughs> right. And again, I'm not some fucking attorney. I'm not some guy who chases money. I'm not some weirdo. But like, that automatically makes her wrong. They have cameras. They have rules. If you step out there, I mean, she's yeah. she's in the hole. Right? She's she's in the hole. Yeah. Now, one th- one yeah. thing yeah. when you said yeah. when you say that there are uh, fans that do uh, get in the street. When uh, the riders are going like up a mountain and everything like that, and yeah. they'll just yeah, sit you... there and let's say a guy's from uh, Brazil, he'll be holding the Brazilian flag and he'll be going, you know, run, he'll be running with the uh, oh, which uh, bicycle riders, but yeah, I'd I'd uh-huh. say nine times out of ten they don't. Uh, do anything to uh, deter, you know, deter success. They don't, they to, don't uh, the bike you know, do well. anything to keep from that rider, uh, you know, doing anything. Yeah, I, I, and, and but, I love you, JB. Alex, I think we talked a couple of weeks ago. I love hearing what you say, and, and you're a lot more knowledgeable about, about this than I am. Um, it, it, you know, yeah. maybe drinking, or maybe she was distracted. I mean, now it's like, you, you cross, I, I have a dog, and, and we're you know we'll we'll go over and have a cigarette later. I'll I'll walk down to the gas station, and uh, yeah, people are crazy right now. So there's cameras, there, yeah. there's surveillance everywhere, there's cops everywhere. So yeah, unfortunately, that sounded like that girl. Maybe she was I don't know what she was doing, but she you know maybe she, she was taking the video. She was taking she was taking a video of the thing. Yeah, and, and but like you said, and I love what JB said. I'm all, dude, I'm I'm the guy with no shirt on, screaming in, in a game. I'm not trying to follow every rule, but maybe she just didn't know any better. I I wouldn't know how to act if I saw a bunch of bikes flying by. I mean, I don't know those rules, so yeah. it's tough. I mean, I would never. I would I would pray that she she's not going to obviously get arrested, but maybe the maybe the wow. league or the some someone's going to pay him. Uh, and I don't, I don't want her life to be screwed over. I don't want her to be in debt for her life. But man, that's a bad mistake. And now there's another, another rider, uh, another biker was also injured in the crash. Uh, Michael Gogol ended up suffering a broken collarbone and also a broken pelvis slash iliac bone. So he was forced oh, to withdraw from the hey. Tour de France as well. As part of, yeah. as part of that. Yeah. Was he was he part of the same accident? Oh my god! Part of the same accident. I was I was gonna say there was a guy uh, today that actually ran into. They have these uh, guys that uh, you know hold up the uh, all their uh, you know food and stuff like that. Well, he had his hand he had his hand sticking out. And oh, the rider just went, boom, right into the guy's, uh, right into the guy's hand. So now, uh, the, now the, the, hopefully, praying that the difference being that you know the rider didn't break his neck because when shit like that happens, that's like you know you catch a, a TD or you run foul ball, you might run into a kid. No one worries about it. If someone gets injured, that's where it sets the alarms off. Yeah. But it wasn't really that bad. Uh, you know, it could have been 
you know, it could have been worse, but I guess it's just one of those things, really. Yeah, or both. Uh, was the vendor whatever whatever you want to say, and and the fight, were they were they okay or was he yeah. injured? Okay. He was so okay. That's, that's yeah. So that, I mean, he just got a the you know the guy was just holding the uh, thing out, and the rider went right into you know the rider's face just hit his uh, hand, so. You know the the rider got a good uh, good hit. You know, got a good uh, you know smack in the head, <laughs> okay. face, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Like there, mu- there must there must have been some Hold sort of delay uh, for the. Uh, this is interesting because right now the Portland game against New Orleans uh, for the NBA Summer League is literally just starting right now when it was supposed to start at 10. There must have been some sort of delay because they've literally just tipped off. Um, some sort of encouraging news and maybe perhaps uh, devastating news for the rest of the NBA. Uh, James Wiseman is expected to make his uh, summer league debut tomorrow for the Golden State Warriors. So It'll be his first bit of action uh, in God knows how long, which could be a bit disturbing for the rest of the league. Uh, if <coughs> considering Golden State literally just won uh, the NBA uh, the NBA title this year, if they can add a uh, a healthy James Wiseman to the mix, and he ends up living up to his potential, uh, yeah, that's going to be a big problem uh, for many years for uh, with Golden State, with him joining the likes of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins in that starting lineup. Uh, yeah, I think uh, – we may we may want to potentially hand the title over to Golden State if James Wiseman can can fulfill uh, his potential and if he if he comes out of this summer league and he and he shows that he's fully healthy and ready to be an active contributor again after his uh, after his back injury that he suffered yeah it's um, the uh, the Golden State Warriors are already a problem to begin with, but uh, they may be unstoppable potentially if he can prove uh, that he can be he can remain fully healthy. Talking about the uh, <laughs> basketball game, the uh, summer games, I was actually watching. Uh, I don't know if you were, Steve, watching that. Uh, Oh, Orlando. And oh yeah, I watched it. I watched Did it. You? Orlando and Sacramento. Yes. At the very at the very end, the guy made a uh, three pointer, and then they gave the ball to the uh, other team. Other team. He he. I guess tried to uh, you know pass it. Well. The guy from uh, Orlando, he got the ball. He got 
uh, you know, in the uh, area to uh, shoot a three-pointer, he shot it, and it was like, what, like almost like right at the buzzer. It was like six points within maybe two or three sec, two seconds, and tied the yeah. game up. It went to a double, uh, double overtime. Yeah, it went. It went to a double. Um, technically, it was sudden death, where basically the next basket yeah, right. that he scored would be declared the winner, which ultimately uh, ended up going to Orlando, ninety four, ninety two. But it was, it was a pretty solid outing for uh, both both of the uh, of the two uh, the, for the number the number one overall pick, Paolo Banchero, with twenty three points for Orlando. Uh, he had six rebounds, six assists, four steals, two blocks. The only thing he has to worry about, though, he had eight turnovers. So you kind of want to you kind of want to lower that if you're going to be an everyday uh, NBA player. But other than that, Paolo Banchero uh, showing why he why he was taken number one overall for uh, for the Orlando Magic. And, you know, with Sacramento, Keegan Murray continues to show why he was taken number four overall, 20 points, nine rebounds, two assists. Uh, you know, he's been easily their top star in the, uh, in the summer league so far for the Sacramento Kings. And, you know, I kind of think, may, granted it's the summer league, but maybe perhaps we could potentially see that translate over to the uh, – to the uh, regular NBA when he uh, finally, when he starts playing games for Sacramento this year. Yeah. And this was like uh, one of the few basketball games that I actually watched. And the only reason that I had it on is that it was on ESPN and I was Getting, uh, I had it on to watch uh, the UFC fights because they were supposed to start at six, and uh, this game went on to about <coughs> I don't know, probably about I'm gonna say about uh, twenty till seven. Oh, yeah, so, it was still go. It was still going. It was still going when Boston was playing. They had uh, NBA. NBA had it on a split screen. Oh, okay. During the uh, during the Boston game against uh, Miami. Yep, that was one of the very few uh, basketball uh, games that I actually watched and saw the. Uh, I actually uh, I actually missed it when they had when the guy shot the uh, three pointer, and then oh, they yeah. gave the ball to the other uh, team. And he tried to pass it. Well, guy from Orlando, he he ended up getting the ball inside the uh, uh, three point uh, thing. Well, he had he had the wherewithal to say to himself, "I'm getting out. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get on the other side of this line." And shoot a three pointer, and he did, and he it just swish, and it's like man, <laughs> yeah, and sent it to double, and sent it to double overtime. Yeah, 
Well, correct me if I'm wrong. It goes into overtime, and then the second overtime is like a uh, what do you call uh, it? it, It's a sudden death. Sudden death. Yeah, that's what it is. So so it goes it goes from time regulated to just next goal wins. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what that's what it ended up being with uh, with Orlando uh, sinking the final shot uh, in double overtime. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. But, I, you know, I was on my girlfriend. I'm sorry. Now I realize you're talking basketball. Yeah, second overtime, it just gets shorter literally every quarter. So a typical overtime is five minutes. And then I, I think Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, they, it's just five minutes. And then the next, whoever, whatever team is then, winning, what buzzer hits is the winner. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes. Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what, the, that's what the rules are, in, at least in the summer league. Yeah, in the summer um, league, two two minutes out of that. Whoa, hey. <laughs> and I'll tell you, JB, you know, Steve, it's fun because obviously it's not, uh, you know, Bulls, Lakers, or Celtics, but the, those kids, there's a, there's there's obviously there's a couple of hot shot rookies that are already paid, but yeah. there's a lot of guys, those summer league teams that could be like 32-year-old journeymen that are like chasing the dream, that are trying to make a roster. I love yeah. stuff like yeah. that. You'll, you'll see some. Really yeah, that's hard what happened guys. with. Uh, that's what happened with Javante Green when he made the uh, when he made the Boston that, Celtics roster out yeah, of. Uh, it, yeah, it's almost out like of it's the like their final. Uh, it, it's not. I, I don't want to sound morbid. It's some of them. It's their last chance. But like some of these guys are they're they're great guys, and they, you know it gives them a chance to like be seen and be on the radar, and like a Javante Green. I mean. He probably went from uh, you know bagging groceries to, to making about two and a half million a year. I I take that. Yeah, and now and now he's playing. Now he's playing for the Bulls. Yeah, and, and that that guy never quit on his dream. And you don't get paid for something. Yeah. Like they they. Well, I think they give you maybe about twenty grand, which is I'm not laughing at that. That's a that's a good number, but they I don't even know guys if they even pay. I, Summer league, you just get an invite. You get an invitation to show what you got, or or maybe you're a seven yeah. footer and you know you're on a young, you got a young franchise, so you need like you need obviously you need a seven footer, you need a point guard. Um, but yeah. a lot of these guys, will I think I think and, it all depends. I think it all depends yeah. on if they're obviously they're under contract already. Then yeah, they're getting paid. But uh, there yeah. are guys who literally just get in through invites. You're right, and a lot of uh, you're you're completely right. Now that I think about it, um, Steve, to build on your point, yeah, like so, like a young team like the Trailblazers or like the Timberwolves, yeah, they already have really good young players, but they still want to get more work, so they they put them in the summer league. Yeah, because they want it. They want to keep uh, the ball. In them. Like, but, uh, like right now, actually, Portland is uh, losing ten to four. It, you know, it's weird because they. They had it advertised that the game was going to start at ten, and now it, it literally just started a couple minutes ago. That's strange. Who's uh, if you don't mind what? me asking, uh, who are kind of the key guys? Uh, JB, we're talking before. I'm a big Portland fan. They, I guess their the best rookie just got injured. But Steve, what's the what's kind of the roster? Can you give me a couple names off the Portland uh, lineup? Uh, um. Yeah. Hang on one second. Uh, I know. For I know. Portland. They got. They got Greg Brown the third, uh, Trendon Watford. He's, they're both uh, tall guys from Texas. They're both really good. Okay. Uh, Didi, Didi Lozada, 
Brazilian Brazilian guard. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a center. No, no, no. Loez is uh, like six six. He's like a kind of a swing man, like a like a wing guy. Oh well, he they have him at center for some reason tonight. Um, <laughs> but it's summer league. Yes. Let's see, Keon Johnson, Brandon Williams. They got as part of the C.J. Mahomes deal. Keon Johnson, uh, no, sorry. They got him when they traded uh, Robert Covington and Norman Powell to the Clippers. So Keon Johnson right? amazing uh, jumper. He's an amazing athlete. He's a little bit raw. He's about 6'4", and he can jump out of the gym. So he's right. he plays a little – he's going to probably be uh, Damian Lillard's uh, backup point guard. Yeah. Uh, they also got Luca Garza from the uh, Detroit Pistons trade. Yep, as part of the as part of the Jeremy Jeremy Grant draft day trade. Yep. Yep. Uh, Kyle Gar- Alexander, Gar- Josh Gar- Gray. Garza seems kind of like I, I'm sorry if if you're a Pistons center and they're, they're like so desperate for young talent. I mean, if they traded him, it means he kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm not I'm not really excited yeah. about Garza. Yeah, I mean they they did have to make room for Duran uh, for them to go a, after uh, Jalen Duran. That's true. But, I mean he can be like he can be like a I hope he does well. He could be like an eleventh man, but he's obviously not going to be like a sixth or seventh man. No, 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 clearly not. Uh, but as far as the Pistons go, though, uh, Jalen Duran uh, earlier today in a uh, in a one hundred five ninety nine victory for Detroit. Uh, Jalen Duran had 13, 13.6 rebounds, three assists, while Jaden Ivey had 11 points, two assists. Uh, Dude, two they, big acquisitions. They got, both. they got both. That's massive. That's, that's yeah. brilliant uh, GM work. Those are two great players. And then you have Cade Cunningham. So now Detroit's yep. going to make the playoffs two years out, not next year. Because there are too many damn good teams now. It's like Toronto and Boston back. Um, yeah, two years out. I mean, Detroit, they have maybe one of the top five best young players on the planet, Kate Cunningham. And now you add Duran and uh, yeah. Ivy, all Americans. They're, they're coming in. They're coming. Ivy, those Ivy points, those, ele- those 10 or 11 points by Ivy were only in five minutes. He only played five minutes, eight seconds. Like a, he's, I'll tell you what, I don't like to compare people, but if I had to with a gun to my head, he's like a Dwayne Wade. I'll take that guy on my team. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, that's exactly the exact comparison that they gave for uh, for him on draft night. Because the thing is, he's, he's rangy, he's long, he's athletic. Obviously, these guys are, I think, the best athletes in the world, and I love hockey, But because um, they're so tall and fast. This guy's athletic, but he. You know, if if you gave him a basketball tomorrow and we went to a park as a group, he probably won't hit twenty three in a row. I mean, Steph Curry, Reggie Miller, they can they can shoot all day. He's not even a great yeah. three point shooter. He just gets to the rim and he just scores buckets, and that's what I want. Yeah, uh, the other three notable names to not play for Detroit today: uh, Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, and Killian Hayes. We're all uh, we're all held out of today's game. Yeah, and now now Killing Hayes was an Australian uh, rookie. That guy is not looking too good. I love uh, no. Sadiq Bay. Fucking, he's a fucking Mack truck. He's like six seven, two forty, and he can shoot. So, yeah. Now you got your nucleus. Now you got Bay, Cunningham, 
Duran and Ivy. That dude, Detroit. I I want to. If I play, I might play video games later tonight. I might play uh, Detroit. That's a really nice young yeah. roster. And a bat in a battle of number two versus number three overall. Uh, Chet Holmgren today, twelve points, eight rebounds, two assists. While uh, Jabari Smith, yeah. uh, Jabari yeah. Smith Jr. had twelve, uh, twelve points, nine rebounds, one assist. I think overall, there's a time and a place. So uh, obviously, um, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, Chet, you got to be in the right system. If you're seven foot one, and you know, you can't bench press your wallet. <laughs> You, you got to be on the right team. Uh, I'm glad the Magic, yeah. uh, as you know, I'm a big, I, I love rooting for different teams. I love the Magic. Uh, the, they didn't need Chet. Uh, no. Chet's much better. Paolo Bonchero uh, you know, did just fine. Yeah, and but if Magic deserved him. They don't need a, a rail-thin pro- project. They need a ready guy. Magic will make the playoffs next year. I'm putting it down right now. Yeah, it's po- it's possible. I'll tell you one thing, Paolo Banchero, uh since he's played in the summer league, he he he's definitely not a one-shot thing from from uh Duke. He has he has legitimate talent. And and, and I'm not some Dukey. I'm not some C- coach K uh Colt fan. But uh I was different and then you uh, as we I know we keep we keep talking about it, you speak me. I'm I'm the guilty guy. But uh, the Magic have a ton of young talent. Perfect. Perfect. Now, there was one thing we did not talk about. Uh, I saw Lou ended up dropping off the call. Um, there's one thing we didn't talk about that I want to bring up before uh, before gonna, we have about walk, 34 minutes left. Yeah, I'm gonna, and I'm going to walk my dog and have a cigarette while I'm talking in a little bit. All right. <laughs> uh, the Carolina Panthers – officially acquired Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland Browns in exchange for a conditional 2024 fifth-round pick. And in addition, Mayfield has agreed to a $3.5 million pay cut in the final year of his deal this upcoming year. Why would he agree to that? Uh, so, that he, so that he would be able to be moved. Because uh, it says here the Browns will absorb oh, ten and a half mil. I I, I thought you meant he was giving Carolina money back. No, that's from the Cleveland deal. No, no. Yeah, it says the Brown the Browns absorb ten and a half mil of his contract, and the Panthers will be uh, around five million for his contract. So okay. Uh, he was uh, basically uh, it's. I'll, I'll go real quick. <laughs> talking a little about it before i mean he was playing injured he was trying to be like the better man the tougher guy for the team and the browns knew it and right. he's like dude he easily uh just sat out peacefully last year he risked his fucking future and his and his uh reputation by playing injured and then they're like all right we're gonna move you so i hope i hope baker comes back on fire and fucking kicks ass and you know what you know what the funny part is Week one is Panthers versus Browns. Oh, man. And we also got Russell Wilson against the, the uh, Seahawks, I think. I mean, it's crazy. The NFL knows what they're doing. Yeah. It's like WWE, but, like, laser focused. When these big yeah. moves happen, 
when these big moves happen, they already have it on the schedule. Like someone knows something. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta tell you, I mean, if I'm choosing between, because uh, the Panthers, they also have Sam Darnold. If I'm choosing between Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield, I'm sorry, I'm going with Baker Mayfield for my oh, start. Eight, eight times on fucking Sunday. Of course, of course. And I hope that's what they do. I hope they Darnold, go with Baker Mayfield. Darnold had a young uh, coach who believed in him. Uh, the the, you know, the Panthers coach. He's, he said, "I want." I want Donald. He's going to Matt Rule, really, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got you got one more shot. Let's see what we got. We we believe in you. And Donald started good for about fucking three hours, and then he started shitting the bed every night. So they got rid of him, or I guess he's still there. I, that yeah, guy, that was still there. The, the the Jets are very good at making terrible picks. That was one of the worst Jets picks ever. Yes. Oh no, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, on paper, on paper, it looks good. It looks good on paper because they needed a quarterback. But when it co- yeah, when it comes to picking busts, the uh, the Jets are better than the rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, <clears throat> yeah. You can't. You can fucking hire a fifth grader, a fifth grader to make better draft picks. Uh, I mean, I got. I got to tell you, if I'm if I'm Carolina. Uh, by the way, I feel bad for Robbie Anderson because now he has to choose between whether or not he wants to play with Baker Mayfield or if he wants to play with Sam Darnold. So it's a lose-lose situation for uh, for Robbie Anderson. Um, I, I think I think Robbie has a, uh, you know some nice girls waiting for him at home. He's got a lot of money. He's got a a, a Lamborghini. I, I, I'm not I'm not worried about Robbie Anderson. I, I think he'll be just fine. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you know, I, honestly, if I if I'm choosing between Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold, I mean, I'm choosing Baker Mayfield. He has of course, a, a of course. better overall game. And it's not about it's not about size. It's not about projectability. It's about that guy ran into a Ohio State and he won and he like he like spiked the ball on the middle of the field. I mean, that guy is a badass. I want that guy as my quarterback. I mean. Don't you know in Cleveland? Don't blame Baker Mayfield for your for for your team's struggles. He brought you guys into the playoffs, not yeah, last year, was, the year before. And Cleveland's so used to dysfunction and drama. Yeah, they, oh yeah, it's Baker's fault. And he was quietly saying the whole year, guys, I'm playing injured. I'm sacrificing my career. And they fucking they did him dirty. They did him yeah. dirty. So now. I cannot. I cannot wait. Is that game in Cleveland or in Carolina? Week one. Uh, it is. I'm watching that. I'm watching that more than the Eagles. Week one. Let me see. You you know Baker's starting week one. You know he's going to be a starter. I would hope so. I would hope he's starting oh, week one. Donald, um, Donald Kenny. Donald Kenny be fucking Valley Parker. Not a starter. It's at Car. It's at Carolina. Oh, that's perfect. He's gonna fucking smack oh, the, right. the Browns. He's gonna smack the Browns in his new hometown. That's called poetic justice. You mean smack the shit out of the Browns? Oh yeah, he'll 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 throw fucking four TDs at <laughs> KB, and and he'll he'll run one in too and spike it and look at their bench. I mean, I don't know though. Does Carolina even have an offensive coordinator? Well, they have a great they have a great college mind in uh, Matt Rule, and they have uh, 
maybe the best running back in our in, in the last ten years called Christian McCaffrey. They they have plenty of uh, weapons. So yeah, they can score forty points. If Baker's on point, they're going to score points. Now, the Browns have a great defense, so that's that's going to be a little interesting. But I like the fact that it's in Carolina because then now you might have the referees on the side. Goodell's going to be on the side a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, wait a minute! They do have an offensive coordinator. They have they have Ben McAdoo as an offensive oh, God, coordinator. I got better glasses than that guy. That guy's terrible. Yeah, isn't this remember, the same? This is the remember, same guy who ruined. Uh, he, this is yeah. the same guy who ruined uh, what's his name's final years, Eli guys, Manning's you, final years. Guys, you remember when he got hired? He was like, there's like a profile, whatever, like a photo on ESPN. The guy, his sunglasses, he looked like he was uh, Yoko Ono. He's wearing these weird circular sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I can get, yes. I can get, get better sunglasses at 3 a.m. in a gas station. Like, what are you doing? Kind of reminded I, I got, it kind of reminded me of Greg Raymer uh, from uh, from the World Series of Poker. He's just so awkward. <laughs> Dude, where are you from? Like, how the fuck do you hire them? How do you land in Carolina, though? Jeez, he should not be around a football team ever. <laughs> I mean, he like I said, he ruined Eli Manning's final years as a quarterback, so... He's a deplorable coach. I'm I'm no Pat Riley, but I, I mean I coach like youth kids. Obviously, I, I would kill for a Carolina job. But I, that guy just seems like a bumbling idiot. He when he was the Giants coach, he was a joke. I mean, I mean how do you go? How, how do you go from Eagles, eleven and five to? How do you go oh, from so eleven bad. and five to two and ten the next year? Clueless, but like the Eagles, I'm, I'm a, obviously I'm a huge Eagles fan, but. With, it was like a joke. You go into New York, it's like automatic win. They, every time the Eagles would beat him because the guy's clueless. Like, how do you how do you let that guy back in the league? I don't know. He must he must know something. And yet, and yet this asshat was a Super Bowl champion with the with the uh, I believe it was with the Green Bay Packers as their tight ends coach. Well, that's the family. That's the coaching tree. So, Andy Reid and Mike Holmgren. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, you're an intern? Or you're, you're a kicker's coach? Okay, great. You're with them? We're going to hire you for $10 million a year. Like, damn, everyone everyone won the lotto that worked for those guys. Like, everyone got all these big jobs. And, like, most I of mean, them seriously, I don't, most I don't think I've seen a bigger swing. I don't think I've seen a bigger swing of, of a record uh, through two years than I have of McAdoo. McAdoo went from eleven and five his first year with a playoff game to two and ten. Two and ten and then he was fired before the season was even over the next year. I don't even know. Hey J B with us, bro? What's that? Oh, I was just saying, are you with us? I always I have I have a habit of uh talking yeah. too much sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's all that's all right. I gotta I got a habit of uh, just uh, listening. Oh man, well we love you. we love you equally, so it's all good. Just, yeah, well, I, just, I just one I just of the things yeah, one of you guys uh, talk. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the thing, one of the things uh, if if you, if you if you listen to any of our other podcasts, uh, Alex that JB is on, uh, he is often ta- oftentimes he is more of a listener as opposed to a uh, talker. And Steve and JB, obviously, uh, in the future, I've been talking to Louie. I'm trying to hopefully get a show or a 
maybe a podcast with a video, and I can I can help run it on Facebook. I think we should have a really cool, uh, like a Facebook show. I can help run it. Steve, you got my number, obviously. Just just turn it out there. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's uh, right now though. I'm uh, I'm sticking with the uh, with the uh, Miss EAE podcast, the uh, group of uh, of. Uh, of podcast of podcasting that we uh, that we do currently, so oh, which which I love and respect. I'm just saying, like I'm trying to get back into the game myself. I'm a guest. I want to I want to hopefully be a co-host or somewhere. So keep me in mind. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, we we love having you uh, having you on here. Um, and you know, like I said, you're more than welcome to join us for any of our other stuff that we have. Like, uh, for example, uh, if you're a Big Brother fan, we have we just had the uh, Big Brother recap show last night. Uh, we have we have a uh, a podcast coming up this Tuesday with uh, with JoJo Spatafora from Big Brother 14. Uh, she's oh, no. going to be giving her thoughts about uh about this year's cast of uh Big Brother twenty four. Sounds great. Oh um, man, did you and we also speaking have, of sorry, speaking of like Italian names, do you guys see the Sopranos guy? Paulie Walnuts died. Yes. Oh my god, Tony Sirico, I know. What what a great character I'm a breaking bad guy, I'm a I'm a Soprano guy, I'm a Goodfellas guy. And I and I'm a blonde Irish guy. I really I don't see color. My girlfriend's Jamaican. He was such a great character, man. Yeah, it's, it's very you know it's the, very it's very sad the fact that uh, there's so many great actors and actresses passing year, away. It's like every it's like every it's like every day now. There's a weird there's a weird energy going on. I know I was talking about cops before. There's there's a lot of cops out. There's a lot you of know, people honking, fighting, screaming. It's like what, let's let's all get along. Yeah, he, he you was, know we he also lost uh, we also we also lost Sonny Corleone too, uh, James oh, Con. Was that big pussy? Oh yeah, yeah, James Con. Yep. No, Sonny Corleone from uh, from The Godfather. The Godfather. It's it, it's just weird, and and I, I don't talk politics. You know, I'll vote for the best person, and that's up to me. I don't I don't walk around crying about politics, but. There's just like a weird energy in the air. Like everyone's angry at each other. I just want to. I just want everyone to love each other. But you know, like my dad said, you, you know, you can't change the world. Just you know. Well, it's handle it's, the, it's, it's, handle, it's, handle yourself. Handle yourself and and treat other people well. You know, at three a.m. if someone has a flat tire, I'm helping them. And in, in the Twin Towers, yeah. a lot of the guys, people were were black and white, and and everyone gets along. Like that's what we need. We need like unity and. That's it. That's because we're all we got. We're all we got. We all have issues. Yeah. We all have drama. We all have drama. No one's perfect. I I sure as hell ain't. Yeah. But like, there's just a lot of weird energy. I don't know how else to describe it. I, everyone's angry, and it's like we just want to have fun and just. Everyone's got. Everyone needs to, you know, basically make keep a roof under their over their head and just move on. I, I don't know. I'm off. And they want to blame, and and they want to blame, uh, you know, somebody else for uh, something that they did. <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone's just angry, and I'm just like, Jesus. Man. Yeah. I was talking before JB. I mean, 
there's this neighbor who's like vicious. He'll park his like F-150 truck in my driveway. And I'm like, dude, I, so I, I'm like in a duplex. I pay 600 a month. I'm not rich. Um, yeah, my, my roommate and I, and like, he'll just like park his car everywhere, like in our lawn. I'm like, dude, go back to your place across the street. He's a Brazilian. He's got about 35 people and 35 cars up and down our road. He owns, like, he gets he owns the street. I drove up tonight, uh, an hour before the show. There was drug dogs in his house. They said, do you know that person up there? I said, yeah, he's a prick. Go get him. Sure. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I, it's, it's just so, it's just so, it's so sad looking at the, at the current so state of, uh, of affairs, you know, just all throughout, so, all throughout the, uh, there's so, there's so much anger. There's so much anger and it yeah. fucking, it, it hurts me. It hurts me. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. it's complete. It's completely ridiculous. The fact that you know it doesn't help. I, you know, I know sometimes sometimes we do get into political talk and everything, uh, which I mean, honestly, you know, some of some of our uh, some of our fans, some of our fans like it, some of our fans don't. But I mean, oh, yeah. there, I, there, I, there is something. I won't. I there won't is say something it again. I, I feel. I, has, I, yeah, I didn't mean to be out of bounds. I just felt like saying it. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> That's uh, all right. That's all right. Just I feel I, I kind of feel that there is something that has to be said though. Just the fact that it really seems like, I mean, obviously we have, you know, a Democratic senator and our. I mean, not a Democratic senator. We have a Democrat in the White House, and we are literally. We, we were raised. We were raised in different neighborhoods by different grandparents, and I, I respect everyone. That's all I'm asking for for collective uh, respect. Don't, yeah. don't go around. Don't go around screwing at people because they look different. Yeah, and you know it's 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 really sad uh, to hear about all the uh, about everything that that ended up happening. You know, with the um, uh, with the shootings. <laughs> in uh, Highland there, Park, there, there, there's a kid walking around. Oh, yeah. what, a, a, there's a kid dressed around as uh, dressed like an old lady, fucking un, unloading ninety bullets into mostly uh, older people. Like, dude, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. It, I read that he up. dressed as a woman to. Uh, Get away from, uh, you know. He was on the Make run. it he seem like, uh, you know. He was on the run for he two was... days. They didn't get him that night. No, they no. Didn't. They got him. Well, on the same night, I just, I, I'm sorry, I just, it, it's fucking such a crazy story. Like, uh, we, we, yeah, they got him. I, 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 I was, I was an inch away from being, um a Bridgeport, Connecticut cop, which is, that's a really tough area, but I grew up around here. And so I love these guys. I, you know, I, I could be walking around having a drink or uh, smoking a, a J, but I'm always respectful. Like, you never know. There's people out here in this world that are just sick and, and crazy. And it just seems like now there's a, there's, they're everywhere. It's like they're multiplying. Yeah. 
yeah, it's 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 very sad the fact that this is where we've de- where we've devolved basically to where we're now it, we've become so uh, it's it's very it's very hard to put it like this that we've become so desensitized to violence basically to where it's almost like we expect it on a daily basis. You that, know what I that's mean? That's a great point, and I, I don't talk January 6th, whatever. Everyone has sides. I respect everyone. Like I said, like I, that's who I am. Um, I don't think that caused yeah. it. Yeah, Steve, just, Steve, you just gave me the answer I've been looking for. I think the gun thing, I mean, it's people are walking around. I was in Florida last week, and there, there's fucking people, you know, getting so drunk at a bar with a hooker sitting next to them, calling the hooker the N-word. With a gun on the on the bar counter, I'm like, what is going on? People are just walking out of bars with loaded guns. I said, you can't call that girl the N word. They picked up the gun. I said, holy shit, I'm leaving. But it's become the wild, wild west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very unfortunate that uh, you know guns have become such a huge part of uh, like. like Accepted evil, like I'm yeah. all for you know. I mean, I tried to become a cop for a year and a half. I'm not going to keep saying that more and more, but um, just to get my point across. I, I I shot a gun once with them when I was training, and uh, I I didn't grow up in a in a field or you know in the woods with with rifles, and I I respect that you know if you're a hunter, but like why the would any weird kid with Issues, be able to walk in like they're buying a pack of bubble gum and buy an AR-15. That'll take out a block. There's no way. I mean, yeah. it, it's just mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. I mean, come on. Yeah, and the first I, thing I, you know, people can... think, and the first thing people think when they when they see uh, AR-15, they think yep. it's an assault rifle, and it's not. AR stands for the company that uh, designed the rifle. I forget what the company Jamie, name is. But, I didn't know that. This is great. Jamie, yeah, you're teaching me. But they think that AR is assault rifle. That's the first thing that, uh, you know, people think. AR-15, oh, that's an assault rifle. Well, it's not an assault rifle. AR is actually the company that designed the rifle, and that and that dude, that's that's a that's a weapon of murder. I mean, or a weapon of uh, war. It's a, we we want. I want the cops to have that. I don't want some fucking eighteen year old walking around, you know, dressed in black at night with a fucking AR fifteen. And I'm not some fucking gun. I'm not some liberal. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no one. But I mean, we can all agree that's that's horrendous. Like, you want those guns in the hands of people like walking around the streets at one a.m. Uh, they should be in the back of squad cars. Like, it's the old like you guys know this. Like, cop at like three a.m. could pull over someone in Detroit, Michigan, and they they don't know what the hell is in that car. And those guys have the big guns, and the cop by himself, just trying to get home at night to his wife, has a, has a pistol. It's all fucked up. Yeah, it's. 
I mean, just just the fact that now they basically make it to where guns are so accessible at this point to where, yeah. you know, they've now made it a rule. I don't know. I don't know if it's in certain states or if it's nationwide. Obviously, uh, it's obviously, obviously all, and all, all these politicians are all of our people that we trust <laughs> to look after us. They're all in bed right. with the NRA. Yeah, they get huge. They, yeah, they definitely they get huge money from the NRA in order yeah. to, uh, you know. So of, of course they're not going to, uh, you know, they're per, they're per, not going to stop terror that's going on outside. Yeah, no, they're all they want the guns because the gun people bought them. They purchased them. Yeah, which is uh, you know it it just it just goes to show uh, just exactly how fucked up the world the uh, the United States is right now. Uh, we have to point we, where, have we have to get better. My dad always said you can't change the world, but we can handle how we treat each other and we can help each other, right? We don't just because there's a lot of people acting crazy. We don't right. we don't have to be we don't have to be that way. Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously you know everybody makes their own decisions, but it's it, it, it's just so it's just so insane just the fact that um, you know it, there used to be a ban on on AR uh, on AR fifteen or on, not AR fifteens but on assault rifles. Uh, there's there used to be a ban back when it was under I think President Clinton had it, uh, where there used to be a ban, and that and now uh, I I forget how how recent it was, but um, but Congress had basically lifted the ban uh, in recent years, and you know now they've basically made a made it a law. Or not not necessarily a law, but more like uh, people can basically openly carry out in public. You know, just like uh, uh, what's it called? Those protests that were going on in Arizona, or not Arizona, in uh, Akron, Ohio, for the death of that uh, the death of that black man who got shot sixty to eighty times because police feared that he was reaching for a gun when yet he was unarmed. And yet they decided unarmed, to yeah. unload 60 to 80, 60 to 80 bullets into his corpse. But I'm telling you right now, I mean, I, I've, I, I haven't been to Florida in like nine years. My mom just moved out there. My brother bought her a place, which is great. And uh, Tampa's cool. I, mean, they're, they're, I walked into a couple of bars and restaurants where there were literally like sheriffs with fucking black girls next to them, saying the N-word to them. Like, go get me a drink. And I'm like, and they had guns out. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, I mean that's just that's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I watched this one uh, guy on uh, YouTube. He's called <laughs> the Armed uh, Fisherman. He uh, carries a uh, it's like a I don't know what kind of uh, gun it is. It it looks almost like a AR15 but 
It yeah. has one of those uh, things on it that you can make it into a uh, pistol. Holy shit. And, and Florida, Florida has a law where you can carry, uh, open carry a gun, uh, you know, like this, if you're going to or from, uh, you know, camping, fishing, or oh, anything I, like that. Maybe I heard that rule. They they were like a, a couple really weird people I met out there were saying that like, oh, we got ways around that law. If we're camping, coming to to and from fishing, we can carry this. I'm like. What the fuck kind of loophole is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, this uh, the society as a whole right now is just completely fucked up. And you know what I fear? Uh, you know, like 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 you said, you hate to bring politics into this, but I fear what may potentially happen if if Trump ends up going back into office or, or, no, 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 no. if Steve, 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 what if he doesn't, that's, that's going to cause a civil war. It's like, well, not just, not just that though. They can, there's uh, going to be fucking cars blowing up at 5 a.m. every night. If he, if he doesn't get back. Well, not just, not just that though, but you also, you also have to think as well. You also have to think as well that, he may not necessarily get back in, but the Congre- Congress and the House of Rep- or the Senate and the House of Representatives could potentially flip again and go and, back and, to and, being red. And, and, and again, I'm definitely no angel. I don't need. I'm not going to share my background, but you know, maybe a couple times I drank too much or uh, punched someone or you know, defended someone or got arrested and. Uh, I mean, the guy, there, there's so much guilt on that guy, and he's just they're like, you need to talk to us about the insurrection. He's like, no, no, you can talk to my, my attorney. Like, is there any responsibility? Yeah. Like, you cannot get away with murder. If he gets back in, he just defeated democracy. I mean, we're about freedom of the people. Like, he was screaming about a vote. He knew he lost, so he caused a riot. He got in Washington, D.C., and now he wants to get I mean, back all, in. Now he wants yeah, to get back in. All you got to do, he, he should be gotta, in fucking. All you got to do is look. He should. He should be underneath gotta, the prison. Yeah. All you got to do is look at the, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, look at the uh, the hearings that they've been doing, and the most the most recent one that said he literally tried to choke out his. Because the more guilty he is. No one, no one does anything to him. I, I can't even watch. I feel like fucking shooting someone if I watch that shit. And, and I, I don't shoot people. Like, it, it drives me yeah. up the wall. Like, he could, he could walk around. What did he say when he got elected? I could walk down Fifth Avenue and shoot someone, and I'd still be innocent. Dude, that's it's yeah, like the that's greatest exactly lie. what he said. It, it's the greatest lie ever told. Like, he's like, he's actually a demon, <laughs> and people believe in him. I, 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 I can't even do it. I can't do it. Yeah, it's just it's just completely unreal at this point. Just the fact that uh, this is where we've progressed to, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and and guys, I mean, I you know I I was gift. Uh, um, my dad's from Missouri. You know, I live in Connecticut. I'm not some you know Yankee fairy. Like, 
I went to school in Ohio. I love the Midwest. I love down south. But, like, this is just, it's fucking weird, and there's a lot of weird shit. When I walk my dog and have a, have a nice little drink and a uh, cigarette in a little bit, there's cops sitting everywhere. There's people screaming. There's cars honking. It's like what the world's gone mad. Yeah. Tina, how, it, how do it, you know that I'm not, that uh, I didn't uh, take that comment that you made and, uh, you know, think that, you know, that offends me? You said, you said I'm not some Yankee fairy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's what they, no, 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 no. That's what they I'm, called me. I'm only, I'm only, I'm only kidding because nothing offends me. Oh no, no, no. That's, that's that's what they were calling me in Florida. Yeah, it was bad down there. They're like throwing the N word at girls, and I'm like, hey, is everyone okay? Like, they're like, oh, go back home, Yankee fag. Like, I'm like, what? Like, Ridiculous. Yeah, really. It's like yeah, that's I used to talk like that, Florida. Maybe well, thirty well, year, maybe thirty years ago or something like that. But now, pathetic. You know, God, you got to watch what you say. No, and I was like, I was like, hey guys, you can come up northeast. Like I, I ain't scared. I don't pack, but I, I can fight. I can, I get some good fists. And I said, oh, it's funny. You guys lost the war. So you know, if you ever want to win a war. Ask me for advice, because I'm on the Northeast. You're a fucking loser down south. Uh, uh, yeah, honestly, honestly, that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't surprise me coming from coming from Florida. It really does. They own the world. Well, we fucking yeah, we we're no one's ending, okay? But oh yeah, they're like oh actors, athletes, like but those guys worship SEC football. And they hate black people. So how does that work? How does that work? Like, they're wondering damages. So really uh, disgustingly deprived uh, brain-dead people, quite frankly. Yeah. They love the team, but they hate the athlete because they're black, but they sleep with black women and for money. And... Uh, and they worship black people on Sundays, but they hate blacks. I mean, how does that work? Uh, yeah. Well, one thing I know for sure, and that is, uh, I well, blacks and whites, they want uh, racism, you know, eliminated. And Absolutely. like I've been telling my wife, I said, as long as I'm living on this planet racism is always going to be around i don't care you know even after even after i die there's still going to be racism i don't see racism being uh eradicated i really don't see it I, I promise you, I just said that eradicated. Yeah, it's 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 always gonna be around. Oh, okay. Sad, but we gotta we gotta be able to. I mean, I'll talk to people about it. I'll talk to a black cop or a, a white girl, and we, maybe we can do our part just quietly and talk to people about it. Like, I think everyone. 
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.